Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Yes, hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I'm Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman, can't you tell, man? Gonna post What up? Fran, how are we doing on this uh, lovely night recording again? I'm doing great. Why are we recording tonight? Well, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was because no, I don't know. We got that, that was just, last week. Yeah, Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's true. I guess so. Yeah, I don't know, man. This, I just I love Valentine's Day because it's a great opportunity to go out, get dressed up, and go do stuff. It's but like, right. I don't, I can't do that stuff this year. I don't feel comfortable doing it. So yeah. we're just gonna order food and right, you know just hang out. You know, might order some sushi. But like, okay. we can't like, you know, go out and like candles in front of the, you know, yeah. that whole thing. That's what I want to do, you know. Maybe have a, a skinny tie mm-hmm. and just vibe. Maybe she has on pearl necklace. You still can. I don't want to though. I just I don't know. You I'm not gonna get into it. I'm not gonna get into it again. I'm not gonna get into it again. But just the, the, these new rules. I just I don't I don't want to do them. And I just want to stay home. And we'll 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 make our own Valentine. Maybe I'll make. Is it cocktail. the environment that you? Yeah, missing, man. You know or? what it, what it is for me. Okay. Um, I'm a rule follower. Okay. Right. And it's something about, for me, being in that environment, I feel like regardless of what they're saying, Mm -hmm. I understand it's okay. I feel like I'm in a room full of rule breakers. Okay. Now, I've already had COVID, so I'm not afraid of getting sick. But I just feel like if everybody in there is probably like, I've not been doing any of this shit. Fuck this shit. Mm -hmm. I go out whenever I want to. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, and that's just my feeling. I could be wrong and people just want to get out of the house and, you know, they're safe and cautious all the time. I don't know. I just feel like some things I go to do and I'm like, oh, uh, this is like all the people who are like going to Trader Joe's and trying to force their way in without wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like to me. Even even if they're like, if you go to the bathroom, you have to wear a mask. There's yeah. rules and stuff. I don't know. It's it's my own personal thing. And I just feel weird about it. I like it because it's not a lot of people. You know, it's like every other table like that. Oh, OK. So it's not it's, it's not the, the capacity is low. It's Got it. OK. That's why I like it. Because Mayor Scott at one point. Pull your mask up, shorty. Uh, Mayor Scott uh, <laughs> said, like, it's our limits at the dining. So I don't know well, if don't they know. follow mm-hmm. through with that or if that's just in the guidelines and then that's up to the 
restaurant's discretion if they make you. Probably not. But I don't want to be a, you know, I'm, I'm having a good time. It's like, bing! That's a, you know, a 10-minute warning. You know, and you got to. I gotta, doubt it. Yeah, I, I probably. Doubt it. Unless it's like uh, a, like a, somebody from the health department or something. Somebody's from, there. Yeah. And Them restaurants they do. As long as you're sitting there and you buying stuff. Yeah. Y'all can stay as long as you want. Touche. True. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Fran, before I get into this uh, amazing documentary I watched, I just wanted to give a quick update. Um, we talked about a story a couple of months ago about this kid named Kwan, Bobby Charles, down mm-hmm. in Louisiana. He, um, They felt like there was some foul play a- around his death. He had a very um, traumatizing autopsy photo. His face had looked like it, it had oh, been yeah, chewed yeah. up. Um, I gave some speculations about I, th- I thought there was a possibility that maybe um, – he did some drugs at a friend's house because it came out that he went to a friend's house and mm-hmm. then he left. And, I, and, and we speculated about maybe he was on some drugs and kind of delusional and may, maybe jumped into a, a lake, a body of water or some kind and, and drowned. Mm-hmm. And I thought that a lot of the, the damage to his face was done postmortem by like, you know, a- alligators or animals or some kind like that. Well, t- uh, this week or last week, earlier this week, um, the, the mother of the young boy that Kawan was hanging out with, her name is Janet Irvin, mm-hmm. was arrested for, like, failure to disclose information to the police. About the kid? About that he was there okay. and that okay. he and that he left. Okay. And she, she didn't call the police after he left. Hmm. So the general speculation is starting to become that um, uh, her, uh, Janet Irvin's son and Kawan were friends of some kind, and maybe they were at... Janet's house and were, you know, they found alcohol and marijuana in his system, according to the toxicology report. So maybe they had a, you know, they were partying, having a good time or whatever. And then Kawan was like, all right, bro, I'm out. Yeah. Or freaked out of some kind of way and was like, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm tripping right now. I'm going to, I got to get home and go to bed or, yeah. or something like that. And then along the way, he fell into a body of water or hallucinated and, you know, or something like that. That's what the narrative is being crafted. Mm-hmm. His family still believes that there's some foul play involved. I'm not sure I, because I do feel like while while that is a tragic and such a weird coincidence, it is also what I believe happened uh, at that house in, in Atlanta, Georgia with that um, young woman that I did, her story that I did a few months ago, Tamla Horsford. I see some similarities uh, in the Tamla Horsford case and in the case of Kawan Charles in the fact that there is a missing piece, mm. you know, it is, it is, I guess it's possible that even though Tamala Horsford, Tamala Horsford's husband says she can handle her liquor, like no, like no other, like she wouldn't have been, and she wouldn't have got blackout drunk as some people. She only kind of knew house. Yeah. That just wasn't her vibe, but it's possible that she got that drunk yeah. and, f- and, and fell off a balcony, I guess. And, 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 and hurt herself. But how did nobody know and nobody saw anything? Is it is a missing piece? The same thing with with Kawan. I'm willing to secede that it's possible that he maybe the weed he smoked had some something synthetic in it. It tripped him out crazy hard, and he was like, "I got to get out of here." And then on his way home, he you know you know bump bump bump, and he drowned. But that bump 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 is where the family's like, "Listen, that's he just fell in because it sounds ridiculous." He just fell in some water. Yeah, but like it's not always a homicide, though. That's what I mean. Like it, we've we've heard ridiculous stories that seem like foul play or true crime, and then yeah. it just turns out it just really was a freak accident, you know. And I know we live in this very contentious time, and that photo set a lot of people off. They were comparing it to Emmett Till and all these kind of things. So they want a they want a villain, and they want somebody to be brought to justice. 
And this woman can still be a villain. This this is, mother is can it, still be a villain for not for letting kids do drugs at her house, for not taking him back home. That's can that can just be the extent of her villainy, though. Yeah. Why is it compared to Emmett Till? Because of the, 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 the photos. Because of the photo. Okay. It re- that oh. really is the only comparison right. to Emmett Till. There is no. Well, com- well, the that? comparison was that they thought somebody did this to him. Okay. The way that somebody, the, the, the racist, evil people beat Emmett Till to death. But we know, the, we know the full story of Emmett Till. We don't know exactly. the full story. So, of. so, so people compared it to Emmett Till because they go, this photo's triggering like Emmett Till's photo. Somebody did this. I think that's but like a that, media spin. I think that's oh, absolutely. Yeah. It is. It is. And it's a, it's a way to get people fired up yeah. and emotional. And, and, and they know the emotional strings that they're pulling. Yeah. But in reality, as of right now, with you know two separate investigations, the the there was a, an, a you know a state autopsy. The family got an independent autopsy. Mm-hmm. There's been all kinds of in, investigations done, and I think the general consensus is his wounds to his face were post mortem. Yeah. So nobody uh, a crazy fucking Nazi didn't like bite his cheek off or something like that. It it was done after he died. Yeah. It's still tragic that this young little boy died. I mean, he's like he was like 15. He looked 11. He was so small. But it is absolutely possible that the tragedy of this is a young boy was experimenting with some drugs and alcohol, got too drunk, and he fell into a body of water and he drowned. So that's fact. All that was in his system when he did the... As far as I know, yes. From the autopsy reports that I've read, he had some weed and alcohol in his system. And I believe that the boy who... Who he was the son of the woman who was who was arrested earlier this week said like yeah we were smoking some weed at my at at our at my house yeah oh she said they was that's what all them together that's what the son no 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 the son and the you know like that's probably why she held back information but was like I don't want to be like you know as a bad parent that's and and that can be the villainy of this story yeah that this woman let you know brought this boy to her house didn't look after him let him leave unsupervised and let him walk home in the middle of the night or whenever it was without calling his parents, without giving him a ride back home, that can be the evil of this story. It doesn't have to be like, but where's the clan? They must have took him and dragged him off into the woods or something like that. This can just be negligent parenting. Yeah. I don't know if it's deeper than that, and I'm also not ruling out that it is. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not coming to any conclusions just yet, but it feels like this was just a really sad accident. And, uh, you know, until more facts come out, that's kind of where I'll leave it. I don't have any. I don't want to speculate or say rumors or guess anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, rest in peace to Bob, uh, Kwan Charles, man. Now, Fran. Yeah. Um. Uh. Usually, do recommendations at the end, but I think that it's not going to spark a conversation because you haven't seen the documentary yet. But I just want to tell people up front. I watched a documentary called Time. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. It's about uh, this incredibly powerful woman. Her name is Sybil Richardson. Um, I believe they're from Louisiana as well, New Orleans, possibly. Her husband, her and her husband, when they were they were child high school sweethearts, they graduated from high school, they got married, they had a couple of kids, they opened up a business. They wanted to be the first hip hop business in Louisiana, in New Orleans. Hip hop business. I mean, I'm sorry, a hip hop clothing store. Oh, okay. yeah, hip hop business. Yeah, was like, what? They wanted to be the first hip hop clothing store uh, in New Orleans, Louisiana. They opened the clothing store. They, you know, they got their business license. They're married. Everything is. They're following their dreams. The store didn't take off the way they wanted it to. Mm-hmm. So they fell on hard times. They had a business. They had kids to take care of. So they decide we're going to go rob this credit union. They're going to go rob a bank. They're going to go rob a bank. So okay. uh, the wife, Sybil, um, she goes and drops um, the husband and I believe his brother off at the at the place. They get caught, obviously. 
they're arrested. Mm-hmm. She's arrested as an accomplice. She gets offered a plea of 12 years. The husband gets offered the same plea. He turns down the plea, says he's going to fight. He goes, he goes, 12 years? That's crazy. I mean, nobody got hurt. It was, a, you know, we got in and out, whatever. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I, I think I can do better than that. They gave this man 60 years. Damn. With no probation. And the documentary documents, she found out she was pregnant before he went to jail, mm-hmm. before, before he went to prison. It documents her life. He, he spent 20 years in, in prison. He eventually gets out through her advocacy. She becomes a prison, prison abolisher, a, a, a so prison she abolitionist. She took the plea. Okay, she you. took the plea, and, and let's say she did six of the 12, seven mm-hmm. of the 12, whatever. She got out, and she advocated for her husband for 20 years of her life. You see her, she, she, she took uh, home video footage of her kids, so you see them grow up. Mm-hmm. And it's this really powerful film that, it's a it's a story about the criminal justice system, but it's also this love story that's incredibly beautiful because this woman she loved this man. Mm-hmm. She he, this this I mean the the son and it, it set and rose with this guy for her for twenty years. She was he was her high school sweetheart. Every day they talked on the phone. She had like four of his kids. All of her kids remarkable. All of her kids. One of the kids was learning how to speak French. The oldest son graduated from dental school. There was another kid that was like in student government. He was like trying to become a criminal justice advocate mm. or write legislation for criminal justice reform. And then she had these two young twins that were also just remarkable children. And she did all this by herself. Not in the sense of like nobody helped her. She had a, a family and her mother helped her and things and everything like that. But there was no father in the house. Yeah. And for this black woman to raise these phenomenal children, I felt this connection to my mom. I, I, I really just really. She was she was a remarkable person. And so I just really recommend to anybody listening to this, you should go listen you should go watch the documentary Time. It's on Amazon Prime. It's an incredible documentary. Sixty years is insane. Yeah. That's an that's an insane number of years to just that's life essentially. Yeah. I mean, you're twenty years old when they did you know, they were they were in their early twenties. You give somebody sixty years, that's that's their whole life, man. You know, I so saw it's just like we just really need to think about what reform looks like and what punishment looks like. And so um, those are my thoughts just from watching that documentary. It's really powerful. Like I said, Time, it's on, um, it's on uh, Amazon Prime, great documentary. And before we get into the thank yous, friend, we got a couple of thank yous. I just wanted to give one. Got one a couple thank yous? I mean, um, shout outs. <laughs> yeah. They're thank, thank yous, shout outs. They're synonymous, right, man. Okay. We, thank, we thank the people when we shout them out. Yeah. But anyway, um, the Gorilla Glue Girl saga mm-hmm. has come to an end. Uh, Tessica was had a surgery of some kind performed on her by a black a black doctor. People really wanted yeah. us to know that you know the the, why, the doctor why, that figured why, that out. Well, why is this a like a thing? Why people are bored, man? People are in the <laughs> house, man. You know, and <laughs> the Gorilla Glue Girl came at a time that you know it, the, the, all the stars just aligned, mm. and it became the you know the trending thing of of the week. And so I just want to give Tessica a round of applause, man. You know she she gave us entertainment. It was an interesting few days. Week yeah. or so, what a saga! She gave us the intro, she gave us you know uh, uh, you know peak drama, and she gave us the resolution all within seven days. Yeah, that's better than a lot of the films that are going to be nominated for Oscars this year. <laughs> is Gorilla Glue Girl the, mm. sa- the saga? Yeah, um, I I pray that this doesn't turn into a trend, and probably, and I pray that she doesn't because now she goes from Tessica from wherever 
to Gorilla Glue Girl with half a million followers yeah. and so on and so forth. And the GoFundMe is up to X amount of thousands of dollars and everything. What? People wanted to pay, people wanted to help her help her hair not be glued. I just anymore. don't understand. Listen, I'm not going to get into. I, <laughs> I seen a post on Facebook. I don't know if you seen it. That somebody was like, "Oh, I'm keeping track this year." And oh, yeah, you saw that? oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, the Capitol Storm. Yeah, yep. And Gorilla Glue Girl is February. Mm. Yeah, so um, yeah, I just don't want her to go. Oh well, now I need to. What do I'm? What am I going to do next? Get I got all these. I don't, I'm, I'm, I hope so. I hope it's something good. I hope she starts a, you know, a hair gel company or something. I don't want her to go, hey, y'all, I put Cheeto dust in my hair. Oh, look, what will I do next? <laughs> I put, oh, man, WD-40. I just don't want her to try to top it. Yeah. Because eventually people are going to go, well, that's over now. I'm going to stop following her. Who cares? It's, yeah. it's done. And I don't want her to try to chase that. Mm. Just, you know, your 15 minutes was only five. You know, it's one of the shorter 15 minutes we've seen. Let it be. Yeah. Take your take your twenty racks or whatever you got from this moment. Try to flip your little notoriety in this mm-hmm. moment. Come out with a hair care product, something that people can yeah. buy, and and move on. Yep. Don't try to don't put an album out. You know that's what people try to do a lot of times. Try to flip it into something else. Right. Now I'm a reality star and baby. Has she been on TV yet? I mean, she's been on TMZ. She's been on TMZ. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know when she got her surgery, but um, I don't know if she'll be on Ellen. <laughs> but I don't know. Apparently, Ellen uh, is not in as good of a oh, favor yeah, as she used to be. That. So maybe that will be her big uh, stunt to get people to like her again. Is having eh. Gorilla Glue Girl in there? Probably. <laughs> He's a black person, maybe. Yeah, possibly. You know, that's the good formula. You know, it's <laughs> like the the, the office say. Dwight was like, you know, uh, the thing how you get a business to work is you got to get the black people to do it. And then once you get the black people to do it, everybody else starts doing it. Then you got to find a way to get the black people to stop doing it. And that's the key to success in America. <laughs> but anyway, uh, let me pull. <laughs> All right, friend. Not a crazy long list, but not a crazy short list either. So, you know, let's get into this. Um, let's turn this up a bit. Uh, starting up with uh, the first name we got is uh, Cheryl F. Cheryl F. Thank you very much for your subscription. We appreciate you very much. And uh, we hope you enjoy the content that's on the Patreon. Uh, up next, we got Shelly. Shout out to Shelly. I like saying that name. It's a, it's a messy name. It's a lot of stuff I going. have not heard that name in a long time. Middle school. Yes. This is, I only knew one Shelly. Yes. And I love saying her name. Yeah. She's like, Shelly. It gets like caught in the back of your throat. Yeah. Shout out to you, Shelly. Uh, up next, we got Kathy L. Shout out to you, Kathy L. Thank you very much for the support. Uh, up next, we got Erica V. Erica, picture of a cat. Like it. Shout out to you, Erica. What are these cats, man? Huh? What are all the cats? People like cats, man. Cats are really hot right now. I like cats. Yeah, yeah exactly. Up next, we got Sarah. No last name. Shout out to you. Shout out. Uh, up next, we got Khalif. I'm going to go. I think I got Khalif. K-A-L-I-P-H. Khalif P. I think I got it. I think Was I- Khalifa... Uh- He's hiding. Oh, that he, might be his pseudonym. Is yeah, it? Might, might, possibly, hey, man. I don't. I don't like to out the celebrities that listen to this podcast because sure. they they're out there, and yeah. I don't. They they message me and they let me know. Hey, man, I love your show. Hey, except for Pete. But I, I'm sorry. Pete ain't listening to the show yet. Pete wins. Why would you? <laughs> hold on, man. Listen. Why would you what? do that? Why would you mess up my rhythm like that and disrespect me like that? You said the celebrities. I, I'm gonna continue. One, that's one name. Don't disrespect me like yet. that again, man. Don't disrespect All me right. like that again. Up next, we got Caitlin. Shout out to Caitlin. We appreciate you. Thank you for joining the Patreon. Up next, 
We got another Shelly. Whoa. Whoa. Two. I'm going to bomb. Uh, oh, oh, I got you. Hold on. I got come you. Come on, man. Double shot. I didn't know. I didn't know it was going to be two Shellys. How was I supposed to know that? You is awful. I wasn't expecting to have to hit these hire somebody <laughs> those buttons, man. Uh, we are looking for now hiring a sound effects board person. We got double Shelly's in the building. Uh, up next, we got Kaylee A. Shout out to you, Kaylee A. Give me, let's, not be, let's not be stingy with the air horns. Shout out to you, Kaylee A. Uh, up next, we got oh another shell. No, no, oh, no, no. Come sick. on, man. Let's not get crazy. We might triple triple yeah, shells. In the yeah, triple shells is crazy. Uh, up next, we got Kerr. 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 Very right. simple name. I like the hat that you have on Kerr as well. Is that your last name? Okay, no, I'm looking at her email address. I think her name's Kirsten. Oh, okay, gotcha. I was, but I was like, where is she from? That's yeah. interesting. Kerr. Very, mm-hmm. you know, it's very quick. And lastly, we got Serena. Mm. Serena with two E's. Shout out to you, Serena. Thank you for uh, the support and thank you for joining the Patreon. Yep. Get a couple air horns on YouTube. We appreciate you. We appreciate everybody that's joined the Patreon. Yes. It, it means it means the world. I mean, you know, we we put the content out for people to enjoy. So every time people sign up and they you know they listen, they watch whatever it is that they choose to do is all you know a variety of mediums over over there on the um, Patreon, and it's there for you to enjoy because we just want to give a little something extra to people for mm-hmm. you know as a thank you t- for supporting us. So for anybody who signs up, it really is it really is a uh, it means a lot. It's Excuse me. Sorry, I wasn't getting emotional. I had to burp. Um, okay. It means a lot. It's uh, it really is awesome, and and uh, we hope to continue to improve on the quality and get as good as possible. I'm still working on my editing skills, video wise, and I uh, I hope that we can bring you even more interesting and crazy and cool things in in the future. And hopefully one day maybe we do a, a live show of some kind. You know, a live. Whether it's a live stream, similar, that's a lot of podcasters are doing that these days, like a yeah. a live event that people can just log into or that's something cool. of that sort. That would be cool. We're, yeah, it would be cool because I'm not. I wouldn't look past that because where we are now, I didn't think it would get here. Oh man, <laughs> it, I, mean, I don't. Again, it's unbelievable. Look, if you can't go listen to episode one because we removed it because it's, it's awful. Yeah, episode two, even all of them, you you get in your rhythm. And, you know, again, we've said it a billion times, but we made this podcast and I and I was adamant to you, friend. I said, yo, I don't yeah. want to shit. I don't want to be I don't want to be the hey, you want to listen to my mixtape, dude, to like our friends. So I'm not yeah. sharing it on my Facebook. I just want people who genuinely like true crime and slash like some some silly dudes talking about true crime. Mm-hmm. Get you that feeling that you're like at a TGI Fridays talking about true crime Um I want people that genuinely gravitate towards that to listen to this. I don't want my mom to be our number one listener or like people from our high school. I don't, I don't want that. And so to, from, from that to like, I mean, a lot of, a lot of downloads more than a hundred. Yeah. I didn't know what this was going to, I didn't know. I didn't know what this was going to be. I didn't know if we were going to keep doing it. If we were going to be like, yo, Let's buy two mics, and you, so I can get off your shoulders, and we can stop using <laughs> one microphone. You know, right, I, I didn't. I, yeah, exactly. I didn't know if we were just gonna keep that format. Yeah, you know, up here like Goro from Mortal Kombat, I'm on your shoulders, and we look like a forearm beast talking into one microphone. I didn't know if we were gonna invest in another microphone, invest in new laptops, invest in X Y Z. I didn't know if any of these things. Invest in a new logo. 
I still remember when I reached out to get the new logo made because I had made the first one in the fucking like Photoshop and it was yeah. awful. It was terrible. Like, what was like? What was it? Oh, nah, it was like a skull, was, skull and like some yeah. caution tape and a knife. I remember that, that. I I like I like cut the uh, the the out the outer layer around a photo and just uh, p- pasted the knife onto. It was awful. Yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> but you just keep going and you yeah. keep going. That's what being an indie indie podcaster is. When you don't have the benefit of production right out of the gates. You got to learn on the fly. Yeah, we had to learn how to edit. We had to learn, you know, how to talk on microphones. We had to learn how to do promotion. All these things we had to learn, and for us to look back on where we started to here, it's pretty fucking baffling, you know. So again, thank you to anybody who listens to this podcast. Thank you to anybody who joined the Patreon. It's been an incredible journey, and we hope to continue it, and not only continue it, but keep going up and stuck. But with that being said, what we're gonna do is. <laughs> What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to get into some fucked up shit. So stick around. Affirmative Murder is brought to you by The Social High Five. During 2020, we all had to adapt to some very unexpected conditions. It was no different for us sports fans. We're all anxiously looking forward to the time that we can reopen sports bars and stadiums, but COVID, flu, and other health risks are still very real. Now, though, there's an awesome new way for fans to cheer on their team and still keep their hands germ-free with the social high five made from a sturdy light and easy to clean styrene the social high five straps to your hand with ease and allows for a hygienic hand slap after your team scores a big goal makes a massive play and hopefully wins the big game the company actually sent fran and i a couple of social high fives and while i believe podcasting is a sport fran has asked me to stop using mine to slap his butt because quote this is not basketball man we're talking into microphones end quote Give the sports fanatic in your life a helping hand with the social high five. Just go to social H I G H the number five dot com and order one today. I think this will be a fantastic product for sports bars or even sporting organizations to just have ready for when fans come back, when patrons come back into their businesses to say, hey, we're still following the guidelines. We still want people to be safe, but it's okay to celebrate and cheer when your team does something awesome. So again, Go to socialhighfive.com and get you one today. Tell them Affirmative Murder sent you. All right, back to the show. All right, and we are back. Fran, with it being Valentine's Day right around the corner, and if you're listening to this, it was in the past, uh, I decided I wanted to do a uh, tantalizing and, you know, uh, sultry love triangle story. Okay. Okay. So love the love love triangle story. Yes, yeah, so much mess. Messy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so my affirmative murder this week is the story of uh, the Pastor Burleson affair. Hmm. Uh, my source is uh, oxygen.com. And here we go. So on May 18th, 2010, just after 10 p.m., Texas Pastor Tracy Burleson, this is a man, Texas Pastor Tracy Burleson called 911 to report that his wife, Paulette Burleson, had been gunned down outside the couple's home in Houston. When first responders arrived at the scene, they found 56-year-old Paulette dead in the driveway with blood pooling beneath her head. She had got she had suffered from a single gunshot wound to the back of her head. Damn. Execution style. Yeah. Tracy claimed that he had found his wife deceased after returning home from a quick trip to a nearby convenience store. Mm-hmm. And he did not get a good look at the assailant who shot her. When asked if anyone had recently threatened him or Paulette, he revealed that prior to being named the head pastor at the at the first Mount Calvary Baptist Church, there was conflict in his church over who should lead the congregation. Is that serious? 
he wasn't being forthright about everything, and I'll and I'll get in I'll get into some details. They were like they, they they didn't know who should be. It was more to the story than like we don't know if it should be right. you or not. It was more to it than that. About to say, yeah. man. <laughs> Authorities also learned that ten days before the murder, one of the church buildings had been burned down under mysterious circumstances, and Tracy believed that the fire had been set intentionally by a disgruntled parishioner. Mm. When investigators took a closer look into the congregation. They discovered that several followers had become upset that at Tracy after he pushed them to donate more money to the church. And there were also rumors of infidelity. So basically what happened was uh, Tracy got caught hooking up with one of the parishioners in his office by Paulette. Mm. And then the rest of the congregation found out about this. So when he was named to be the next head of the church, they were like, no, 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 no. He's fucking the other parishioners and he, he cheated on his wife. Yeah. So then they started to lose parishioners and this started to, for them to lose money. So he would start openly begging, you know, cause when you go to church, I don't know if any, you know, people listen to this. If you've been to a black church, the pastor's slick with it. Right. You know, you go, and Jesus, and you come down and you come down, come mm-hmm. forth, right. And, and reach into your pockets and give to the Lord for, for, for the savior and grace. And, and you know, he, 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 he puts in his message of donate, in, in a slick way. Yeah. He was just like, we need drums and uh, new saxophones. He's desperate. And put more money. And like people put a dollar in. He's like, if you don't put more money in there, they're, we're going to have to close. Yeah. It was like, what the fuck? Where's the, what's the message here? Yeah. <laughs> I came here for a word. And he's just like, put money in the thing. Mm-hmm. You know? It, so people were like, I don't know if this guy should be the leader. He's cheating on his wife. He's not only cheating with his wife, but he's cheating on his wife at the church. Yeah. With parishioners. In the church. In the church. With parishioners. And he's like openly asking us for money. Yeah. And the whole thing about churches, we all know they're taking money from people. Yeah. But it's supposed to be a little slicker than that. Yeah. So you don't feel like you're just getting robbed. And he didn't make it. Tracy wasn't making it feel like Tracy was like, give me more money. Why would you say they're getting robbed? <sighs> I don't really. <laughs> I don't want to do this, man. I just really. Um, there's some great churches out there, I'm sure. For I got I got into the same conversation with Steph. And I just wanted I, the reason why I asked you that because I want to know what you was going to say. I'm going to choose to say nothing. Okay. I have words, mm-hmm. but I'm going to choose to say nothing because I don't want to offend anybody out there. Not that gotcha. I'm talking directly to anybody's church specifically that yeah. are listening, but I don't want to offend anybody's religious beliefs. Okay. But I personally believe that spirituality and belief comes from within, and you can do that on your own time. You don't need to go somewhere and they, you pay to believe. I don't, that's not something I believe spirituality comes from within and you can agree. You can manifest that however you choose to do so. And if you choose to do so, because don't get me wrong, it's a service. Though. Oh yeah, it is a service. Yep. And black churches, that's what I was going to get to. It is a show. Oh, for I sure. can't speak for every church. I went to white church a couple of times. Pretty fucking boring. It was Catholic church too. So they give you like the, the wine with the, yep. you know, yeah, that's boring. But yes. when they come through the, with the, you know, you know, I want to pray. And then, you know, and then all that. Man, That's, look. Shit gets live, you know. So, so it is a show. Shout out to. Uh, <laughs> shout out to my man, Bishop, man. Mr. Earl, shout out. Shout is, that, out is, that a, is that a church you frequent? Huh? Is that a church you frequent? That's like my dad's best friend. Okay. Bishop, call him Bishop. Does he get Still? down? What? Yeah. He come through. When, he, come, he, come, he come late. Yeah. So he come through with the two people walking behind him. But he give you the word, though. Come out with a slick, a slick suit. Oh, it's, it's oh, not. Listen, I, I will say it's this. Show, what I, I don't want to, because I want to also, I want to qualify. I grew up in the church. My grandmother yeah. went to church 
staunchly every week she went to church every Sunday she would go to she would go to church on Sunday there was Bible study on Wednesday yeah. and I would have to go because my mom had to work and that's why I was spending time with so I was yep. in church a lot there's nothing like a good word when a pastor can preach a good word yeah. it will touch you and I don't even really subscribe to the words in the Bible per se but when right. they when they take it and they go you know when you're feeling down and they do something like that like something that can you can uh, relate to and yeah. then they take it back to the Bible. Yeah. You know, so. If you can't, they can flip the word. Oh. Bring, it's, like a, it's like a comedic act. They flip yeah. it, bring it back, come throw back. something funny in it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, 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 it, it's, it's a show. It it's, a, it's a show. It, it really is. is a show. It really is a show. And there's <laughs> people that are good at it and people who aren't. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Tracy had been involved with a woman from the choir. And one day he had taken her into his office and made out with her, according to a friend of Paulette named Pamela Robinson. And that was not the only problem between the Burlesons. A few years before her murder, Tracy's son from a previous relationship named William had filed abuse allegations against his stepmother. While the accusations landed her in court, Paulette ended up, ended up avoiding jail time. And now, now, Paulette also had a son named John Ross from a previous marriage okay. who has a conflicting account of this situation. According to John, but this is all this is all hearsay. So yeah. you know, we I, I want to tell both sides though. So according to William, Paulette beat him. According to John, that's Tracy's. Son. That's Tracy's son. Got you. According to John, Paulette's son, right. Tracy beat them, and Paulette took the fall mm. because he was like a, a, a prominent member of the church, yeah. and so she thought it would look better for her to be the person who was beating the kids than for Tracy to be. So according to John, his mom took the hit for that, but it was really Tracy that was beating on them. But I guess according to John, Tracy told his son, William, say this. Yeah. And John said nothing. And then his mom, Paulette, took the rap. Mm. But that's according to John and Paulette's not alive. And I don't know what Tracy's word means. And I'll get to William later on in the story. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For, but, um, so from out of that, she ended up uh, pleading out and taking. She ended up avoiding jail time at the end of that whole court proceeding. So now, twenty years old, Fuller, who suffered from sickle cell anemia, lived with a caretaker, lived with a caretaker in his home just around the corner from his father and his stepmother's house. Wondering if Fuller could have been uh, motivated to kill Paulette after she evaded a prison sentence for for you know abusing him. Mm -hmm. This is the uh, the idea of the detect the detectives. Investigators stopped by his house for an interview, but he wasn't home. His caretaker, nurse practitioner Tyone Palmer, however, answered the door and told authorities that she was aware of the abuse allegations, but she insisted that Fuller would never hurt his stepmother. She also claimed that she was the she was with Fuller, William Fuller. She was with William Fuller the night of the shooting and that a friend had later called him with the news of Paulette's murder. So she was basically saying, I'm his alibi. I was there when he got the phone call that Paulette had been murdered. Yeah. So it couldn't have been him. At that point, investigators hit a brick wall. And it was, it was not until a few days later that they had got their first big break in the case. A confidential informant informed authorities that Fuller had confessed the, the murder of Paulette. And, she, and, the, uh, and the, the informant agreed to cooperate with the investigation. So they got a phone call from an informant like, hey, he just told me everything. Mm. So um, I'm in. And so authorities then set up a wiretap with the informant and the informant proceeded to call Fuller 
and goaded him into repeating his confession, which he did in full detail, admitting that he shot his stepmother in the back of the head. Mm. A warrant was obtained for Fuller's arrest. Again, I just want to say William Fuller, his Tracy's son. Mm -hmm. A warrant was obtained for Fuller's arrest, and he was brought to the station for an interrogation. Uh, Through tears, he admitted to the murder and said that Tracy and Tyone Palmer had convinced him to kill his stepmother. He went on to explain that Tracy and his caretaker had become romantically involved after he introduced Palmer to his father at the church. Tracy quickly became infatuated with Palmer. He had his son pass her a love note, which was the catalyst to the start of their relationship. The two fell so much in love that Tracy even proposed, although he was married. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, his son's caretaker was in love, was with, in love Tracy. with Tracy. What the hell? And William introduced them because she, she was his caretaker. And right. The the father was like, "Hey, young blood, whatever he calls his son, mm-hmm. give her this, give give her, give Tyone this note." What twelve? I don't know. <laughs> that's that might be some old head game, you know. It's like yeah. an older, you know, old you know old heads got all kind of different games, mm-hmm. you know. Go ahead, get you a juice up out of the, uh, got a cool in the back of the van. Go yeah. ahead, go ahead, get you one of those. Go out that, out the fridge, out the frigidaire. Go, go get you a ginger ale up out of the frigidaire. At the frigidaire, yeah. you know. So I don't, I don't know what his techniques were. <laughs> one of them were. Passing notes. Do you yeah. like me? Yes, no, maybe. Yeah. You know, the thing the it. thing with the diamond where you, yeah. <laughs> you flip it around. Seven. Yeah. Boom. Open that. Uh-huh. Uh Tracy. Flip, flap, flip, flap, flip, flap, flip, flap, flip, flip. Yeah, you know, that kind of <laughs> shit. I don't know his game, but that might have been in his repertoire. I don't know. Uh so like I said, now he's he's uh Tracy at this point, before we end up where we end up with the murder, Tracy's all in love with Tyone and he's proposed to her apparently, even though he is married. Mm-hmm. Uh, so according to William Fuller, this is when his father and Palmer decided it would be easier for Paulette to die instead of going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, you know, the easier that's way, the easier way, the easier way. Sure. You don't gotta, you gotta go through all the messy paperwork. You gotta yeah. get an annulment or whatever you gotta do. Just kill him. It's, it's way easier, way easier. Fuller claimed that Tracy knew his congregation would, da- would undoubtedly disapprove of him remarrying so soon after leaving his wife hmm. yet he was still prepared to follow through with with the hit and promised to pay his son three thousand dollars to commit the murder once paulette's life insurance paid out wow three thousand dollars that's it huh to kill your stepmom on the night of the slaying william fuller said he took a gun obtained by palmer who was tyone mm-hmm. and walked over to his father and stepmother's house the plan was that Tracy was going to get into an was going to engage in an argument with Paulette and then William would come up from behind and shoot Paulette in the back of the head so that she wouldn't see who did the murder. Now, already this is a stupid plan because what does it matter you're going to you're going to kill her. Yeah. So, why wouldn't you actually not that I'm giving him criminal's advice, but his initial story was I was at the store and she when I came back she was dead. But instead what happened was he just got he just made up a fight. And while they were fighting, his son crept up behind her and shot her in the back of the head. Yeah. So he was right there. They probably all had their cell phones on them. It, it, it just was a stupid plan. It was, it, was, it was a terrible plan. Um, following the shooting, Fuller ran from the crime scene and called Palmer to pick him up. They then went to her cousin's house where he got cleaned up. 
and they threw the murder weapon over a bridge. Fuller took authorities to where he dumped the firearm, which they were able to recover from the water's edge. Through ballistic testing, investigators were able to determine that it was the same weapon that killed Paulette. Mm -hmm. Once authorities picked Tracy, once authorities picked up Tracy and Palmer, he admitted to the affair, but denied uh, any knowledge of the murder of his wife. He's like, listen, I listen, I did cheat on her, yeah, but I didn't know he was gonna kill her. That's their business. Yeah. <laughs> she used to beat him, you know. He probably she used yeah. to hit him, and he, he thought in his mind he probably thought he could still um, spin his way out of it. Palmer, on the other hand, said she only learned about the murder plot after Paulette was killed. Mm. While she confessed to picking up Fuller, she said she had no idea what he had done. I just knew he mm. was covered in blood, and he had a gun that he needed to dispose of. And I didn't ask any questions. I just wanted to be a good new stepmom. Now, my question is, you just picked up a guy who murdered his stepmom. You're having an affair with this kid's dad. He murdered his stepmom. Yeah. You would be his next stepmom. Why are you not uncomfortable with this person? Because you could be next. You see what he does to stepmoms. Yeah. But that's just where my brain goes, and I guess that's not But she can it. see, though, right? So she saw him walk to the car in, in blood. Oh, well, clearly she's a bullshitter. That was a lie. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I, not, I, I did I not say that, Frank? I'm sorry. She yeah. was lying. So she lied and said she didn't know that he murdered somebody, but that was a lie. Yeah. So, yeah, she's a liar. Anyway, uh, cell phone records, however showed that Tracy and William were at the Burleson's house when Paulette was killed. Hmm. Authorities also determined that the convenience store Tracy alleged he had visited um, hadn't even been opened at the time of the murder. All three were charged with capital murder, and Fuller agreed to plead guilty and testify against his father and Palmer in exchange for a 20-year sentence. Hmm. In September 2011, Tracy went on trial, and prosecutors painted him as the the murder mastermind who manipulated his son into killing Paulette so he could marry Palmer and cash in on her, on her life insurance policy, which was only $60,000. That's it? That's it. You murdered somebody to get $57,000 because <laughs> you got to pay your son. Come on, man. Wow. You thought, you, thought so, he was going to get away with it. He thought he was going to get away with it. He thought he was going to get away with it, marry her still. The congregation was going to be a little upset. But I'm going to preach a good word. They're going to stick around. And I'm going to be like, hey, guys, this is my new wife, the new wife of the pastor, Ty Tyone. Yeah. And we get a new church built. And, yeah. And give me more of your money. He thought it was like, they'll, they'll be a little confused, That's but the they'll get over it. William Fuller was called to the stand. And while he was testifying against his father, he revealed one final shocking detail about mm. the crime. He had sexual relations with Tyone Palmer after he killed Paulette. Wow. The two of them were having an affair what? while she was having an affair with his, his father. Wow. Like, oh, like imagine being like a devil's threesome with your dad. Yeah. You know, come on, man. Also, what is Tyone's? I'll get into it. But like the idea of that, like you had the you had the old bull. That's crazy. And now you want the young stallion, you yeah. know. So so him. So the father and the son. Eskimo brothers. Oh, Eskimo brothers. Yeah. That's where I was going. It's crazy. Yeah. Incestual. Incestual all around. Wow. She a little freak. Big old freak. <laughs> like Meg the Stallion. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> so um, William expressed that he was in love with her and was willing to do whatever it took. So uh, this was this was like, this was a double love triangle. So was they, 
Maybe he was planning on killing his dad. Who knows? Who knows <sighs> that it, it gets crazy when you start to really go down the rabbit hole. It gets ra- It gets crazy. Mm. But yeah, man, double uh, a double love triangle. This guy really uh, he really congruent his life. Mm, nice. That was nice. It was a triangle joke, a geometry joke. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, what? But wait, what if they? What if she? Just she just know all she just she's in all the sauce though right so she mm, what if she's like take me there take me there so what if she mm-hmm. so what if Tracy got you had a plan with her ooh to kill to the kill son, both oh and, and then the son had a plan with her to kill the dad ooh and then she's the queen pen being left the only one standing with all the money it's like that common music and she video. took that job just so what job. Oh, the, the, as the sickle cell caretaker? Oh, it gets crazy. <laughs> oh, you just you just went crazy with it. Okay. Got it. Okay. So she already knew she was she from the jump. This was this was she put her mark on this family. Because she, she was heard already, her she was going to the church. She was oh, oh yes. Yes. She's in the oh, okay. Yes. She's in the back of the church. Yep. She was there when the announcement was made that Tracy Fuller is about to be the next uh, head of the church. Yep. She's like, I'm gonna take over the whole thing. Yep. Got it. Okay, she's in the back with sunglasses. Yep. Made her Are master plan. On? She's yep. like, and he's like, Hello, I'm William. I have sickle cell anemia. She's like, wow, what a crazy thing. I'm a nurse practitioner. I can be your personal nurse. Yep. Got him. Wow. All of these people are idiots, so none yeah. of that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's. Yeah, none smart. of the no, none of them are no, at all. Uh so so uh William Oh, I'm sorry, I already read that part. Uh Tracy was found guilty on all counts and received the sentence of life in prison without the possibility of parole. Mm. Five days later, Palmer's trial began. So Fuller testified once again, and uh, Tracy was found guilty on all counts and received the life sentence, and Tyone was found guilty and received seven years in prison and 10 years of probation, probably for, like, you know, tampering with evidence, aiding and abetting, and things like that, yeah. a combination of all those types of things and probably some other things, and it ended up being seven years in prison and 10 years of probation, which, you know, I guess is fair. I don't know. Hmm. She was definitely was living a messy, messy, messy life. Yeah. Now, I also read some accounts that were saying that it, uh, uh, Tyone was only sleeping with William to try to curb the the uh, the fallout of the murder and keep him close, so that he wouldn't veer off and tell on them or okay. anything like. That. So she wanted to just keep him happy and keep him in the loop. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I. I I, I guess that's yeah. possible. Um, but that's, according to her, that's the reason she slept with him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But I don't like that part. I want it to be more tantalizing. I like yeah. it that it's like she was, from jump, she was having sex with both of them. Like, she would leave Tracy's house, go around the corner to William's house, help him medically, Probably. and then have sex with him as well. You know, because the, just the one-time thing, the night after he murdered somebody, that's the first that. time y'all had sex. I don't, I don't know. I don't I believe ain't that. Buying that yeah, y'all. She was basically living with him, taking care of him. Yeah, I don't think that was the first time they had hooked up. So I'm gonna go with that because it's more um, salacious. So I'm gonna go with that. But uh, yeah, that was the story <laughs> of <laughs> that was the story of the uh, Pastor Burleson affair. Rest in peace to Paulette Burleson. I wasn't able to find her maiden name. Sometimes I feel weird calling women who were murdered by their husbands by their their made their I mean their their married name like yeah. their spouse's last name. But I don't I couldn't find her maiden name. So rest in peace to Paulette Burleson. Yeah. Um, prayers to John Ross, her son, and uh, yeah, fuck you to everybody else involved. Honestly, just get a divorce. Just, just. I mean, I feel like that's crazy that you even have to say that. But there are people in the world that are, that go, 
yeah, man, I don't, I don't have $30,000 or however much it costs to go through a messy divorce. I don't want to split the house down the middle. I'll just kill them. And that makes sense to them. You know, that made sense to Chris Watts. That made sense to a lot of people. I don't know. You know, that, that made sense. That yeah. made total. That made total sense to a lot of people. Like Perfect just, segue to my story coming up. Okay, cool. Well, uh, then uh, let's go ahead and fully segue to it. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into some more fucked up shit. So stick around. Welcome back, guys. It's my turn to go. My uh, affirmative murder this week is about the story of Katie Major. Katie Major. Katie Major. Now, I found somebody sent me this story. One of our uh, lovely listeners uh, contacted me on Twitter. Listener interaction. Yeah. Fun. um, Also, I want to give her a shout out on this story. Her Twitter name is at hwilks1001. Um, Her name is Haley. Hit me up about because she's from um, she's from South Carolina. So this is this story. Ooh, was great South barbecue Carolina. down there in those Carolinas, man. Is it? Yeah. Um, oh yeah, big time. Um, I don't know anything about South Myrtle Beach. Is that South Carolina, right? Or is that North? Yes, it is. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, one of them. South Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I think that's wrong. I don't think so. All right, but I'm not confident either. <laughs> you don't sound confident. I'm 70% confident that it's South Carolina. And we'll I think move it's on. north. I think it's north. We'll see. I disagree with you. All right. Unconfidently. I unconfident. Yeah, I will. Five you know, $5. That's, that's a gentleman's bet. Okay. Cool. Come on, we knock on the table at the same time to agree. One, okay. One, two, three. All right. Are we going to figure it out after the show? Oh, you want me to do some gooks? I want my money you right now. Yeah. We'll yeah. googums. Uh, we'll do some googums real quick. Googums, mixed googums. I said north, you said south. Yes. Beach. You know what? Now I think I think you might be right. Yep. Uh, uh, Myrtle Beach, a city in South Carolina. I knew it. Run <laughs> me, run my coin. Uh, thank you. We can, you, can, you can pay up afterwards. Oh, shit. story. <laughs> Anywho. Um, so, yeah, this is a story about uh, Katie Major, which this is still an unsolved murder. Mm. Um, story is a bit crazy. Um, this is a great story. I'm glad she sent me this. Never heard any story. Um, she she told me that this story was um, it was only one other podcast that that covered this story. Okay, that she's heard of. I can't remember the name of the podcast. Okay, let's get into it. Well, shout out to them. Yep. So within twenty four hours of finding the bodies of Katie Major and her infant daughter along a railroad track on G- on January seventh seventeenth two thousand eight, authorities told the young mother's family that her death was a suicide, and that had apparently claimed her child's life as well. It seemed like a case, a closed case to investigators. All indications seems to point to the pregnant 26 year old throwing herself in front of a passing train mm. while battling crippling postpartum depression. Now there is a, um, an episode of, of, of 48, 48 hours called fatal crossing. Mm-hmm. This, this article I'm reading right now is on Reddit. So on Reddit, it says postpartum depression, 48 hours said is 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 postpartum um um postpartum psychosis. Okay. Uh which is kind of the same but just a little bit different. So the force of the railroad so they said the force of the railroad cars through Timoth Old River, who was her daughter, into a nearby creek. Oh wow. Jeez. So they're saying that she battling a, some type of mental illness at yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. Commits suicide, throws herself in front of a train. With her kid. With her kid. Yeah. And the, the impact of the train throws 
the child into a lake that's like 60 yards away or something crazy like that. Oh, wow. I mean, a, a train is pretty powerful. That doesn't, again, that's the same thing like with the Kawan Charles thing where yeah. if you want to, if you want to call that sounding ridiculous, you can. That is crazy. But it is, it, it is, is possible it? though. I'm I mean, not saying nothing train, is possible. A train but is very, a, va- a train is very powerful and fast. I mean, if I've seen people get hit by cars and get launched across the street. Have you? Yeah. Oh, you seen that on? on I mean, not in person. No, <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I no God. <laughs> no, I've never seen somebody get like obliterated. I've seen people get hit by cars, but I've never seen somebody get obliterated by a car in person. But I've mm-hmm. seen videos of people get bam, they shoot up to the sky or get knocked across the street. It is possible. Yeah, a train is a lot stronger than a car. Where do you see that at? I don't so want to say the, the website. Prince, no, so. I don't know. The Fresh Prince, no, you know, no, that was that was a uh, Wayne's web, Brothers. You know, on websites you can't web, on websites you don't want people to go to oh. where you see on on. Uh, un, un, uh, uncensored videos of stuff. I thought you was referring to the Wayne's Brothers when Grandma got hit by the bus. No, that's a fiction. I'm talking about real life. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? We're talking about real life, man. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so 11 years later, of- officials are far less certain. Major's mother, Vicki Hall, and a private detective uncovered new information that led to a re-examination of the case on national television and a subsequent decision by the Berkeley County Sheriff's Office to reopen the investigation. And this time, detectives are looking into whether someone else, someone close, was involved in the deaths of Katie, Mm. her daughter, and the unborn child she planned to call Aiden. So Mm. she was pregnant at the time. She was pregnant. That's so suspect number one. Is whoever got her pregnant. Yep. Not well. You know what? The crazy. Now, now that you said that, the crazy thing about that is, it's like. One actual question: How easy? How easy was it for you to come up with that thought? Just because it's a very common occurrence, right? Somebody that you know, you, an unwanted pregnancy. You terminate the pregnancy. You don't want. To, you don't want this woman to have the kid. I don't want to have to take care of a kid. So, yeah. get rid. So, of So, you coming up with that conclusion is because of stories you read prior to just yes yeah, stigmas and right. Things, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we are not professionals at all. Detectives. Anymore. The opposite of that. Yes, the complete opposite. We're unprofessional. <laughs> yes, but detectives in this case, uh huh, didn't even. Question or question look, look for whoever because you don't know of the of the of the husband. I'll bring up his oh, name in a second. Oh, okay, okay. Of the husband. Okay. Wasn't even an uh, wasn't even it didn't come up as an even an idea of oh, wow. maybe we should look into the husband. Yeah. Crazy. Because his whole family was annihilated. It's, so you would think it's, that it's crazy how people that are not professionals that just do this just for the fun of it. We can come up like, hey, why didn't y'all look? But people that do this for a living, that get yeah. paid to do this, didn't even ask questions. The question. uh the husband. I'll get in all into it. But I just had to had to had to let that be known now. Yeah. Not even not even a mile away from Hall's home, off to the side of the railroad tracks, is a makeshift memorial of, of um for her daughter and grandchildren. A weathered wooden cross that reads John three sixteen, Katie, River, and Aiden, in his arms since January sixteenth, two thousand eight. Beneath is a statue um covered in dirt and dust from the passing um CSX and Amtrak trains. Hall and Vicky Hall is the mom. Mm-hmm. Hall still hasn't gotten used to the daily sound of the train whistling, whistle echoing above um, the ponds. The noise still pierces her heart. So she lives close to these this, this railroad track, and yeah. it just it brings up that feeling every time the train goes past. Right. 
Um, so when authorities found Katie, she wore a dark blue hoodie, a pair of jeans, um, and a black zippered coat. It had been cold that night before. Her body lay beside the track with a nearly two-foot cut on her abdomen and a laceration on her inside thigh. And her wedding ring was in her pocket. Now in the... the her wedding ring was in her pocket? wedding ring was in her pocket. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a sign as well. Correct. Also... Who takes their wedding ring out? Yes. Also, in the episode of 48 Hours, you hear somebody get hit by a train. Now, I'm going to just jump forward a little bit because it's, 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 it's a little bit of stuff that come up. I just want to, since we went, I want to mention it now. Okay. There was an open casket for this, for this funeral, for the viewer. After she got hit by a train. After she got hit, my point exactly. After she got hit by a train, they said this in 48 hours. The, 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 uh, the detective that the mom hired uh-huh. was like, if, if you got hit she got hit by a train, train there isn't no be, open. Be obliterated. Wouldn't be nothing. Like Especially because they're saying the daughter got knocked 60 yards away. Yeah. So they're saying she got pulverized by this train. She yeah. got hit hard enough to, to knock uh, somebody over 50 yards away from the from the scene. In a pond, in the lake. Yes. There was a woman that when people thought there was a serial killer in Baltimore a couple mm-hmm. months ago, a woman, they say she overdosed in a shopping cart near some train tracks. Mm-hmm. And they think the train rolled by and her foot was kind of out like out in the path, the path of the train mm-hmm. and the train rolled by, you know, like trains do yeah. and clipped her foot and knocked her foot off from clipping her. Yeah. So trains, I mean, it's a, it's a force of nature, a yeah. train. So an open casket is pretty crazy. I yeah. don't know. You know, that's, 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 but that sounds more realistic. That's a, those are like blades to yes, track. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That's like, that'll slice anything. But off. my point is if you get hit by a train in any kind of way, I, I'm expecting you to be a ma- mangle. Yes. Yeah. Every piece, you know, body parts everywhere. Yeah. Um. So that 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 just come up later. I just wanted to say that now. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So they found a two foot cut on her abdomen and laceration on her inside thigh. Her wedding ring was um in her pocket. River was dressed in a white turtleneck, pink overalls, and pink shoes. They found her again, fifty yards away from her mother, floating motionless in a stream by the rails. Her baby's name was River. Yes. I like that name. Yes. Um, yeah, so they found her motionless in the stream close by the rails, according to copies of the autopsy. So Katie's white 2006 Chevrolet, uh, Chevrolet Colorado pickup, pickup was parked close to the hall's home at the end of a nearby um, Oakley Road. A religious book sat inside the cab, along with a diaper bag and nearly $1,000 in cash and various envelopes, according to the case files. A diaper bag, $1,000 in cash, her ring in her pocket, mm-hmm. a laceration across her pregnant stomach. Yep. It sounds like she was leaving her husband. But again, we're un- we're unprofessionals. Yeah. I don't know anything. But, but I don't know how that's it's not, not the that first hard to make that assumption. That's not though. the first immediate like uh, theory. It's crazy. So this dude, Rick Olick, who... I'm not going to talk bad on this guy, but he was the Ber- he was the Berkeley County Sheriff captain. Okay, who completely fucked this case? Fum- fumbled the whole thing. Fumbled the whole thing. They asked him questions all the time. You know, I don't, I, I, I don't remember. She's like, yeah. this was ten years ago. This, like, 
Come on, come on, man. And this is in South Carolina. Yes, I feel like it's not like come the craziest on, shit. This had to be happening. one of the craziest cases yeah. you had to deal with in your town, your little town in That's South Carolina. Wow, like that dude just he fumbled the whole, he fucked the whole shit. Just up. been so many traffic tickets I've written in ten years since that murder. I don't know. It's just yeah. my my brain is full. I had to get rid of some stuff. It was a mess. So Rick Alec, a former Berkeley County Sheriff's Captain who is now chief of the Monks um, Corner Police Department, said a note in Katie's pocket. Contains scribbles, scribblings about spiritual warfare and the Antichrist. Uh, I could be playing it. The initial theory. That's what I think. The initial. Th- well, that's what happened. I don't. I don't yeah, I'm not yeah, saying that's yeah. what I think. That's what happened. The initial theory was Katie jumped toward the side of the train and the impact hurled River into the creek. Beneath the makeshift cross is another item, on uh one that Hall didn't put there. Yeah. It's pale. This shit's crazy. It's pale. A plastic baby doll with a hole gouged out of the stomach. Oh. Was put at her memorial. A little memorial thing. Oh, the wooden cross and everything? The wooden cross. It was put there. Um, Oh, God. So the mom said, she said it it creeps her out because the day before Katie died, her daughter got an ultrasound. She called Hall to tell her that she would be the grandmother to a baby boy. In the years after her daughter's death, something ate at Hall. Katie had not seen, um, they were saying that Katie, when she talked to her mom, she didn't seem like she was depressed or having these, you know, uh, these postpartum depression uh, symptoms, uh, symptoms or anything. Yeah. Um, so she wondered why investigators had been so quick to rule the death a suicide. Hall's suspicion wouldn't go away, so she decided to investigate Katie's death. Mm. After, after 11 years of questions and research, uh, with the assistance of the crew from CBS 48 Hours, a show about um, Hall's findings aired in March. The evidence, so this, so the 48 Hours show would, would, is what helped it make it, make it um, to be nationally, nationally known yeah. um, for the story to get out there. So the ev- evidence was noteworthy, and the Berkeley County Sheriff's Office began a new investigation. But the national attention had also caused Sheriff's Office and nearly everyone involved in the original investigation to su- suddenly go quiet. Refusing to discuss possible missteps with the initial, with the initial case, and what they are doing now to um to rectify it. So, when it's got national attention, the people that worked on this case eleven years ago ain't got nothing to say, right? And it's like, yeah, and everybody's know. interested. Everybody's interested. After learning about the original investigation, something didn't sit right with Hall. Katie's husband, thirty-six-year-old Aaron Major, told investigators in an interview several days after the death. That she may had been that she may have had postpartum depression. Mm. He said that he said that um, might he said that might have explained why she was acting strange and why she she supposedly jumped toward the train. It was just he said it was just like all of a sudden she just got real paranoid and you know quit trusting people and stuff. He told investigators. Yeah, great answer, I guess. See, this is a. I don't want to get into painting a narrative that will make me draw draw conclusions, mm-hmm. but it, it's it's really easy with this case because it just sounds like bullshit. But yeah. postpartum depression is a real thing. Yes. Um. There's a story of a woman named Susan Smith mm-hmm. in the early '90s. She drowned both her kids. Yeah. You know. There's a story from last year. This woman up in West Virginia. Her name was Oriana Myers. She killed her five children mm-hmm. and burned the house down and killed herself. So. These kinds of things do happen. Yeah. 
but there's just so much. Why is the money there? Mm-hmm. Why was why did she have her other daughter? It look it look it seems like they were all together, and maybe like they were about to go somewhere. Why was the ring off? Yeah, you know it just it's 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 too weird. Yeah, so that is a thing. Um, so River was ten months, I believe. She was ten months. Um, she had the unborn baby. The mom said when she talked to her, she seemed happy. Yeah. They talked to her physician. Yeah. Was like, you know, a professional yeah. that could recognize mental things, illness. Said, and, yeah. I didn't, as a professional, I didn't see anything. I didn't see her going through, you know. And this is within days of her, is it the day she had the ultrasound and she called her mom? Or it's like I don't know the week. This, is, this is probably like a week. The it's week like, of. It was time between that. But like with, let's just that. say within a week. Yeah. Let's say within 10 days. Yeah. She went from ultrasound, everything like that, to a Bible scribbles in her book in her car and then bible notes in her pocket that talk about the antichrist yeah and she threw herself in front of a train with her child in her hand and her unborn child in, in her belly yep I don't, that's, that's drastic man yes it is you know um so sheriff Dwayne lewis told the post the post and courier that aaron is now the only suspect in the case that's the, the only husband? suspect the husband so, the husband yeah. the only suspect but it's been well, 11 but it's been 11 years but wasn't questioned at all yeah Aaron hasn't answered the phone calls from the posting carrier and and any handwritten notes. Yeah. So Jessica Sanders was uh was a motherless a motherless when she was in her twenties. So this is the um the this private investigator that uh Vicky Hall hired to help okay. her with the case. Uh, who was in her twenties. Sanders believes that she and Hall met right when each other needed um someone most. Okay. So it was just like a bit a backstory. Um the the Jessica Sanders lost her mom. Yeah. And this is around the same time that Vicky Hall lost her daughter, daughter and her grandkids. And they just, yeah. they bonded. So Sanders and a mother of five works as a private investigator special, specializing in unfaithful spouses. Mm. Seven years after Katie's death, Sanders decided to use her talents to help Hall with her quest for answers. Hall still had a giant box of documents sitting in her room. Now, she got this big, this big old, like... Treasure chest it of documents, like, of documents of and and the Vicky Hall was like after after it all happened and they yeah. ruled a suicide or whatever you know you got to go through because um, the key could be in the box yeah the key could be the in key the box to everything could be yeah in the box. but you know she you know people have their ways of dealing dealing with um you know what's the, what's the word I'm looking for grief um grief is exactly. that grief so she locked the box up and was like I don't want to deal with I don't want to deal with it. then it. Okay. she found her and was like. She you could like, use just, this, maybe. Just then it was like, hey, I need to, let's get in it. She popped that box open. Yeah. Everything they needed was in there. And then they created this this room of like, they put like this white stuff, like white like writing board on the wall. Got it. And they called it the war room. Got it. And that's where they went in there and were just hitting Connecting the dots and everything exactly. like that. Yep. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so so Hall had a giant box of documents sitting in her room. The pair decided to open open it back up, and they sent all the documents to 48 Hours. Mm. We knew not, not the local sheriff's department. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> how you know how much how little faith you have that you'd rather yeah. give your information to a TV show yeah. than yep. your local police department. Yep. So we knew there was more to this, Sanders said, so we got to work. One room in Hall's house was transformed um, into what they call the war room. Yep. The walls were painted with whiteboard paint and were covered in timelines and transcriptions. Sanders and Hall estimated they've collected more than a thousand documents related to the case. Mm. I feel like I'm right there living. She said, I feel like I'm right there living it all along with her. Sanders mm. said page by page, recording by recording and interview by after interview. They found that law enforcement's explanations didn't add up. Mm. 
The last time Hall spoke with Katie was at 6.43 p.m. January 16th of 2008. Hall was driving home from an Applebee's restaurant when she received a call from great her taste, daughter. Great taste in food. <laughs> this is her husband? This is the mom. Oh, okay. The sorry, mom, sorry, yeah. sorry. The, the mom received a call from her daughter. Katie wanted to go to dinner with her, but Hall just grabbed takeout. Um, so they she didn't. She's got Applebee's. So, so she's all full up on that bees. Yeah. So everything was just real normal. Everything was just real normal, Hall said, uh-huh. tearing up as she remembered the phone call. Yeah. There was no alarm, but when I did hang up, I had this feel, this little gut feeling like for some reason I felt like I was cutting her off too early. And this is day of. This is day of. Yep. So at fo- at 1.44 a.m., Aaron knocked on Hall's door. She said that Aaron told her that Katie. Now Aaron is the husband. Aaron's the husband. Got it. Okay. She said that Aaron told her that Katie was hysterical and paranoid. She thought someone was coming to kill her, and then she took off, he told Hall. So he just so happened to come and give his little, put to plant his little seed at his mom's house. So he's not coming here to say Katie's dead. Nope. He's saying, hey, Katie's not home. She's acting weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She left weird. He just had. He just felt a need to go to her mom's house and say that to her? Yeah. Mm. Yep. Sounds like he's setting himself up for when the body's found. Mm-hmm. So oh we uh, oh I just told her mom last night that she just took off it was crazy and she was acting weird yeah sure so then he started going on about conspiracy theories such as notions that the government blew up the twin towers what that the antichrist was coming all set okay all right now I'm because I was gonna all right because I was gonna say what I, this guy has not been brought in on any charges. So it sounds good to make him look as bad as possible, right? If mm-hmm. if you think he did it. That sounds that sounds crazy <laughs> and like and not like real. Yeah. But he it, he could just be crazy. To come cuz I understand you come and took Duke some qualifiers. Hey, I don't know where Katie is, but she's been acting crazy. Also, 9-11 was an inside job. And you're like, what? Like, what? Yeah, you go, wait, what? It's a 1 o'clock in the morning. If anybody had a mental breakdown, it was this guy. Exactly. 100%. Because if that really happened, that's crazy as shit. He also went to the mother's house and went on a crazy rant. He went on a QAnon rant in front of her house. Yeah, man. At 1 o'clock in the goddamn morning. Come on. So she said it didn't make sense to me. His wife was missing, and he's talking about conspiracy stuff. Yeah. In the morning, the entire Hall family was searching for Katie and River. Aaron told Hall he was headed to Columbia to check hotels there, and everyone scattered. Now, uh, he when they when he went to the house um, in the show, they went to go look for they went to go look for Katie, right? Right. So the mom is like, she's head is on a swivel, yeah, everywhere. You know, she's looking in cars coming past to see if she see any faces, yeah, and she and like. It was one of those situations where she was like, in the back of her mind, like, why is he not? He's not doing what I'm doing. He's not even, why is he not looking? Yeah. You know, so like, why he's not, why is he not like, doing the same thing as I'm doing? Like, you know Chris, like Chris Watts. This exactly. Is the, got like, it. Okay, exactly. Got it. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the morning, yeah, in the morning, Ty family went to go look for um, uh, Katie and River. Then at 11.31 a.m., Hall said Aaron called her to say he just heard on the radio that two bodies had been found after being hit by a train. Mm. So she said, I was on my way driving through Somerville. Oh, wait, I think he said this. I was on my way driving through Somerville 
That's when I heard on the radio, on the talk radio, uh-huh. 94.3, that there had been a person and a young child okay. hit by a train in Berkeley County. He later recalled to investigators. Right. I didn't even want to think about that. I mean, I was worried because they said a young child, and I just thought that was weird. Yeah. Right. So. And then I went to Applebee's. He just was like, I thought it was weird, but I just carried on. With I just my day. I went on by my day. Yep. So when Sanders and Hall later examined investigative case files in 2015, they got a look at the Katie and Aaron's history um, on the couple's shared computer. At 10.05 a.m. on the day Hall and authorities were searching for Katie and River, Aaron went back home, Sanders said, and he did a computer search for WSC Talk Radio, and then two minutes later for Two Dead in Berkeley County. What What you're theorizing is... He Googled an update to see if anybody had found any bodies that would match the description of his wife and his daughter. Super specific. And then, and then, and then said, I heard this while I was driving around on the radio. Exactly. That's weird. <laughs> That's super exactly. fucking weird. That's so fucking weird. Yep. So Sanders and Hall found, this, found that suspicious because he had searched for news about the discovery of the bodies more than an hour after he called Hall to say he just heard about it on the radio. Yeah. Definitely. So they did research and they said that no radio station reported anything about a train in Berkeley County. No wow. radio station at all. Maybe it had serious satellite. I guess. If uh, you want to give them the benefit of the yeah, doubt. I don't, sure. Well, don't say it to me like that, man. I don't want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I get he it. Just, it's, yeah, it's, I an unsolved, it's an unsolved crime, so I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to implicate people without facts but these things that you're telling me are very damning yes these are very incriminating things that should have been investigated thoroughly easy like it's crazy to me so lieutenant dean who would reinvestigate the case in 2018 told 48 hours that the authorities later determined that there was no radio report yes so a lie it was a lie i think he wanted katie and river found is what lieutenant dean told Hours. So he said it like in a nice way. Like he just wanted there to be something. That's how he spun it on the show. Well, I don't think so. I think oh, he was okay. just like he wanted he he wanted them to be found, but um, it was like it was like he called him out like, hey, yeah, they're they're dead, and this is what I remember. I came and told you earlier today. Yeah, yeah, about the two bodies. This and is what you know. That's that's what happened. It, it that's was that. Yep. So Hall routinely tried to share suspicions such as uh these such as these with the captain Alec. Did, couldn't, couldn't have been phased. It was ignored according to 48 So listen, this karaoke night at B's, um, me Man, and the boys are knocking dude, off early. This dude was like, they was telling him stuff and he was just like, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a close case. It's a suicide. Right? Yeah. Uh, so look, looking deeper into the computer history, Sanders, who also found listings of 9-11 conspiracy theories and the Jeremiah Project, a website about Bible teachings, the end of times, and details about the New World Order. So this is his shit. This is his search. This is his, this is th- everything he's saying she did or who, whatever they're saying they found. This is his shit. Now listen to this. I'm, I'm going to get to that. The only times those websites were looked at was when Erin would have been home. Sanders said she believed that the note found in Katie's pocket was her writing down what she found on the computer search history. Mm, and then she was like, I need to go get some money. I and need get to get out of here. Wow. It was, they were saying that. That's deep. They were saying that she wrote these things down. Yeah. So she can do her, whatever she can get out of there, do her yeah. research. But she wasn't going to remember. But something, so she, but something weird's I'm going on and I'm pocket. getting out of here. I'm getting out of here. Wow. Yeah. So 
I don't know. I mean, they were like, they were high school sweethearts. So this dude must have just like Went lost down. it. Yo, listen. It's a whole bunch of dudes who are married, who had a great time at their wedding and danced with their wife, who over the last four years watched some crazy shit and then put their shit-covered boots through the doors of the nation's capital on January 6th. So the idea of like, yeah, I don't know, all of a sudden they just got radicalized by crazy ideas. We saw it play out six weeks ago. So that's not crazy to me to think, well, look at this picture of him at his wedding. He looks like such a nice, friendly guy. And then they're beating police officers with American flags. So it can go that way. When you get, when you get, when a crazy idea gets into your brain and you give that, that's, here's the thing. I love conspiracies, right? Yeah. But I always go into a conspiracy like this is fan fiction. Mm -hmm. And if you if you if you can do that, you can digest it and even kind of entertain it a little bit and it not seep deep enough to where you go. Well, I need we got to stop this. Yeah. You know, we got to this is really happening. Yeah. Once you let it in in that kind of way. And that's what the dangers of conspiracy theory seeping into politics because it gives it validity. Yeah. And that's what happened over the last four years. People who usually over the last decade or so read about the Illuminati or, you know, the New World Order or whatever, they go, man, this shit is crazy, man. The, the world is nuts. But then when the president is saying this shit, you go, oh, this shit is, is really real. happening, man. We got to gear up. We got to stop this. This is the moment. Yeah. So that's the danger of when conspiracies come out of the mouths of people who really have influence and power and can yeah. really make a difference. Yep. So I don't know who got in his head. But he might have just really believed the shit and was like, you know, it's the new world order's coming. I just don't understand how they just like how he wasn't a suspect at all. It, it it's it's baffling. Uh, so so um, where where did I leave off? Um, uh, where they were talking about how they thought the um the scribbles that in her, okay yeah, yeah so they, the note that was in her pocket so they were saying that she wrote those down so she could remember them later to go look them up yeah. Uh, so there was also something else Hall found strange. She remembers seeing Aaron's hand swollen um, the morning deputies found, I mean, the morning deputies discovered Katie. Come on, man. But Alec, who was as fucked up as the chief or whatever, said Aaron's hand was injured two days later when he was picking out coffins for Katie and River. He punched the coffin because he was so sad that so, his family was there. So they were saying, uh, we, we, inqu- we inquired uh, with the funeral director and she said that she witnessed him punch a cinder block. Okay. Um, at the funeral home somewhere. Okay. Uh, so that's what. Oh, right, I take back my. I take back my sarcastic remark. Yeah, yeah. So that's what. That's what. Um, Alec told Forty Eight Hours. Because I just want to say, if we're wrong, this guy's family is has been is dead, and that's really that's really sad. Yeah. But it would be easier to not feel. Like he's guilty if they did a thorough investigation and just crossed them off. Yeah. If they had done what they were supposed to do and go, we looked into it. We did. We did everything that you said does look weird, but he was at X. But they did. He, they and did. And I'm not even done my story yet. And we can. And we can. I think we both can agree on like it, he did it. He. I mean, it, it it appears. <laughs> it, it does. It does look that way. It, I tell you like this. If it went to a trial and this was all the evidence stacked against him, yeah. I probably would not have much faith in, uh, if, as, a, as like a defense attorney. Yeah. It looks really fucking bad. Yes. So Hall said that the funeral was, was most trouble. He said, he, Hall said the funeral was most troubling of all. Yeah. Aaron, this shit is crazy. Now listen to this. Aaron wanted Aiden, the unborn, the unborn child, child, to be publicly on display Oh no! with Katie's casket. How pregnant was she? She was like weeks pregnant, right? 
she, I don't think she was weak pregnant because she knew it was a boy. So got I don't it. Think okay. She wasn't okay. Weak okay. Um, Jeez. But they did have an open casket. Is that on some like pro life shit or? I don't know. But Katie, uh, Katie and River were they had them in the same casket. Right. They oh, had them in the wow. same casket. But he wanted the the, the bit, unborn, uh, child unborn child to be in like to a be separate on, casket. No, to be on the chest of Katie oh. in the same casket. Oh, that's fucking dark. And you, I. I guarantee you that's some weird pro-life shit. Where that's some weird shit. Yeah, and then that, yeah. also, I, I just, that's what I, I I forgot this part earlier. The sister of Katie, when um, Vicky Hall and um, uh, Aaron went to go look for Katie. Yeah. Katie's sister was in the house. She left in the house and she saw a Bible that was on the table uh-huh. and it was, and sacrifice was highlighted in the Bible. I wanted to mention that. I forgot that. <sighs> Shivers. Yeah. Shivers just went down my spine. Yeah. Yep. That is fucking terrifying. Uh so they said that again again, I mean this dude What church do they go to like a what church do they go to? I have no idea. They should be questioning that church too. This is crazy. Yeah. Where did he get these beliefs from? This dude this dude Aaron is wild. So the day of the funeral, they said that he was front row. Uh huh. Just guess what he was doing front row. Praying crazy, doing some some kind of seance or something? They said the day of the funeral, this dude was front row eating McDonald's. Stop. No, you got to <laughs> stop, man. No, you got to st- <laughs> No, you got to stop, man. What is this? What is this website? No, you got to stop, man. They no, said this man was in no, the front stop. row no, you stop, eating man. McDonald's, sipping from a large McDonald's cup. Stop it. So it's making the noise when you get to the bottom of the... Just straw, chewing. Stop. No, come on, man. Wild. Wow. His family right there. His family's dead right in front of him. Like, like mm. arm reach. Yeah. He's eating McDonald's, bro. Max, Mac sauce. Got extra Mac sauce on it. Again, this is the same way. Now, we don't know after it's all done, you know, what happened. You yeah. know, Chris, the Chris Watts, we, we know what the fuck he was trying to do and yeah. what his goal was. We don't know what who what Aaron was trying to do. So it's like dude was in at McDonald's again, no emotion. Yeah. Nothing. But he did punch the he punched the cinder block at the at the funeral. But you could he could have been that like, on it, purpose. And it also could have been like, so this casket's ten thousand dollars. Or he was just trying to or he was trying to put something. on the show. Put on the show like I'm, I'm so angry. angry. Yeah. So they said that you know his hand was swollen. They did a they showed the interrogation video. He like an interrogation I, video? it was a interrogation video, and I wish you know in that video he's saying Chris Watts. They had the, somebody was watching it, and they can tell by the body language and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this dude was just like, but the video is on YouTube. It's on YouTube. So okay. he he has like a he had like this big cast on his hand. Yeah. So he's like his hand is always in front of his mouth. Mm, body language. And somebody was like, when you know they used to deal with kids and that when they kids did that it was like they they were lying most of the time but yeah he had his hands in front of his mouth no emotion doing a whole bunch of um this no yeah. all kinds of shit it was two of the craziest things about the chris watts there's a whole bunch of crazy shit in his yeah, yeah. in his like the whole interrogation video that i'll tell you i, I watch like mm-hmm. once a month but one his her her best friend is there and how you were saying aaron was just the mom was like why isn't he doing what i'm doing yeah yeah they ask Chris Watts. He's there, not contributing anything to the conversation. They go, "Could they be at the pool?" And he goes, mm-hmm. "Like, cause they have like a communal oh, pool." Yeah, yeah. And he goes, uh, uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's kind of hot outside." And you go, "What? Why? Why <laughs> wouldn't somebody go to a pool on yeah, a hot?" Yeah. Day? But he knows they're not there, so that's why he can say something so stupid. Yeah. Like a normal person would go, 
of the pool. Oh, the pool. Yeah, it is hot. It's really hot outside. They could have just went down to the pool. But he goes, no, nah, it's hot. So they wouldn't be at the Why would they go to the pool? It's hot outside. No, that's exactly why you would go to the pool. And then the second thing is, while he was in the interrogation room, he kept saying, like, um, these kids. Mm. He never said their names. He would always distance himself from them in mm. his in his words. It's yeah. a subtle thing, but it 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 reads big when you look back on it. Like he goes, like he he was using them in the past tense as if because they hadn't been found yet. Yeah, but oh, he was okay. using them like they uh, they were uh, this. And then the third thing, I'll do one more thing. Yeah, this was the cra- This was also crazy. They asked him what they should do to the guy when they catch him, and mm. he goes, I mean, like if they're dead, and he goes, well, I mean, like uh, the death penalty. They don't do that, and they don't do that in Colorado anymore, right? And it was just a weird, like, yeah. Instead of going like, "Let me kill them," is what you do. It's like, um, I don't know. I mean, are they? It depends on if they're dead. What do you mean? Like, it depends on if they're dead or alive. You know, I don't know. You know, it's crazy how you hear stuff like that, and it goes. It's like you're trying to outthink the mind. Yeah, but you're not. It's like the mind is just doing what it's naturally supposed to do, and exactly. how you feel, and all kinds. Yes. Of, but it's just like the person is trying to out. Think themselves. It's, exactly. it's, it's so weird. Your brain's trying to tell the truth, right? It's so what I mean, it's with so everything, weird. Your, your 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 body is fighting. So it, it's like that's why the hand gestures come out and everything. Yeah. And you have to you see these twitches because they're like, yes, I mean, no, because your brain wants to. Somebody asks you a it's question, crazy. you answer it honestly. Right. So yeah, it, I really enjoy watching interrogation. And, it really and, and not to go too long on that, but my favorite part of that documentary was when he talked to the neighbor. Oh, and the guy was like, hey, hey, he, I've never heard him talk. He doesn't act yet. That shit, was, that shit was crazy. <laughs> he is quiet. He is normally super quiet. He's over here jittering and talking about everything. Yeah, man. That shit was wild. That's why you uh, always got to talk to the neighbors. Yeah. Um, so Aaron told investigators that Katie seemed to have gotten paranoid the week of her death. He explained that she was researching government conspiracies. Sh- oh, sure you was. were. And the, God, and the God was telling her to flee to protect the kids. Uh, according to a transcript uh, of his interview, and um, with investigators, he also dis- discussed postpartum depression. Um, like he's some detective. big fucking expert on postpartum depression. Right. He just is using that to spin the narrative that that's what she did. So he's just putting that on her. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, but Dr. Christine Case, Katie's obstetricianist, up, up, obstetricianist, up, 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 yeah, I say that word. Obstetrician? Yeah. I don't that, know. That. I don't that. have those. You said it right. Ob- yeah. So 48 hours that Katie didn't appear to have signs of the mental breakdown. That's what I told you earlier that her. Yeah. Uh, they were like, she's fine. That she's fine. Like a professional went like, I didn't, I didn't notice anything when I met with her. Yeah. So she said, I did not think in my professional p- opinion that she had any depression or postpartum depression. Um, case case said she told 48 hours that she was never approached by, she was never approached by investigators after the incident. They never went the to doctor? her. Never went to the doctor to ask her about any of... So basically they were like, well, suicide, closed case. That's it. That's it. Uh, CBS 48 Hours took an, um, took an interest in the Sanders and Hall findings after being approached by the network. Berkeley County decided to reopen the case. Sheriff Lewis assigned Detective Daryl Lewis and I think Lieutenant Dean, I think was his name, okay. and uh, to take another look. Now, in, in, 40, in 48 Hours... Since it was so long ago, they have a new, they have a whole new team in, yeah. and they have a whole new uh, fresh invest- eyes, and- a whole new um, forensic team, and and they went, hey, do you think um, this was a suicide? They went, absolutely not, immediately, immediately, yeah. They was like, no, nah, this wasn't, a, this wasn't a suicide. Yeah. So so basically, experts looked at this, and the way I go, well, I mean, I guess it's possible that she got hit in the, and as you continue to tell your story of like. 
she was Katie was able to have an open casket. Mm-hmm. So that kind of when I initially was like, yeah, I mean, she could have got hit and then the the kid got knocked this far, yeah. but not she got hit that hard. The kid got knocked that far and her body's fully intact and is is able to be displayed for an open yeah. casket. So experts looked at that and they go, it's that's not possible. Like it, it would just no way. There, it, there wasn't there was no mentioning of bruises on River's body. Like there wasn't. Yeah, she got knocked. She got knocked. You tell me yards. you get hit by a train and get knocked. 60, and there's no bruising. Nothing. No bruising? That's... Yeah. I don't know about At that. least not bruising that's consistent with being hit by a fucking train. Right. Uh, and being knocked 60 yards. Exactly. So, on September 6th, Berkeley County officials said at a press conference that River did not appear to have been hit by a train. Investigators also believe that they identified the wrong train that may have hit Katie in the first place. Mm. So, they were saying uh, they were saying that she was hit by a train that was going west. Yeah. But... They're like, there was no train going west that night. It was a train that was going east. Mm, so she would have got knocked the, the other way. That's a really big piece of it. Uh, that's a really big fucking detail. Because that uh, that immediately eliminates yes. that she got hit by a train and went that way. Wow. Or got hit by a train at all because her body would have gone the other way. Exactly. That's a really big piece. Of, that's a really big. Who? That's crazy. It says, originally they said a southbound train hit her. Daryl Lewis told 40 hours that the evidence shows that it was a northbound train. Uh, a northbound train that would have hit her. So, oh, okay, they're just saying the, a northbound train hit her. So they 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 are saying that, no, tra- no, no train, train hit, hit nobody. No train hit her. Yep. Oh, got it. Okay. So they were saying, what else did they get wrong, and what else did they miss? A bunch of shit. A bunch of a bunch of shit. Well, the um, uh, the pathologist who conducted the autopsy recommended uh that the the man of the death reports stay pending. Former County Coroner Bill uh, Salisbury uh, labeled Katie and River's death as a suicide. And undetermined, respectively. So Salisbury said that he would not discuss the case to the Post and Courier, you know. Um, so Coroner uh, George Oliver said it wasn't uncommon for a coroner to make a ruling of the manner of death. Um, it's still pending from an autopsy, but he did point out that the case had some missteps. So it's crazy how they do this stuff and they go, mm, something doesn't seem right, but yeah. you know. They put it. They 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 put it as pending, and they go, "Hey, you know, this was a suicide." Yeah, and there's a lot of with a whole bunch of like inconclusives, exactly. uh, uh, um, un, undetermined. Yep. But we just know it was a suicide. But we have fifteen question marks on the whole thing. Yep. My biggest question is like, I would like, I would love if to see the autopsy and if it said if River drowned, like what's the cause of death? Because if is it hit by train? Like you know, like what. I'm talking about when they first did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they go undetermined. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, yeah. something, I, I got a little, uh, a little side note I'll bring up at the end. I'm okay. almost finished here. So one of the witnesses' statements was made by a woman who claimed to have... This shit is just... It's just like... They fucked up this completely. So uh, one of the witness statements was made by a woman who claimed to have seen Katie walk down the tracks. That turned out to be false. False, that oh, wow. Oliver said. And there was supposedly a witness at one point who saw a female walking either on the railroad tracks or right or right there in the in the uh, vicinity of the railroad tracks. Oliver said that turned out. What? What? What you want to say? I was gonna say I bet this was after the new the story had already come Probably. out and people just making it up. Like, oh, I Probably. definitely was. I remember. Yeah. So they said they saw somebody walking along the tracks or in the vicinity of the tracks. That turned out to be a twelve year old boy who couldn't remember what day of the week it was. So they. Had, they went. That's who the witness was. The two witnesses that went like, "Yeah, this happened," but and then it was a it was a lie. Could have been Thursday. Could have been Monday. He ain't fucking yeah. know. He ain't know. Every, they was just trying to fucking just move along. Move along. Yeah. So everything wasn't there that could have been there with that case. 
So Oliver had been working closely with Berkeley County's cold case unit. He wouldn't speak to the previous coroner uh, or Alex investigation. Didn't want nothing to do with that fucking team. Yeah. He had been tasked with potentially uh, overturning Katie's manner of death. Based on the information that had been, that had then it would appear to be a suicide, Oliver said, I have an open mind. I'm not saying I'm going to change. I'm not saying I'm going to change it or not going to change. Mm. Oliver will soon be meeting with the doctor who performed the autopsy on Katie and River, who recommended that the man of death be left pending. Um, he will then decide if he should overturn the original man of death. Hall said the detectives are getting in touch with Amtrak to try to obtain pictures of trains so they can compare parts of the train to the injuries that Katie suffered. Mm. So Sheriff Lewis spoke with the Post and, Cor- and Carrier and confirmed that Aaron is still the only suspect. Yeah. He didn't want to speak about the case further because of the national attention it attracted. Lewis said Aaron has not cooperated with authorities yet. I bet he hasn't. So Alex's administrative assistant, Noel Thomas, did not return multiple phone calls and several emails asking to sit down with the Monk's the Monk's cor- uh, corner police po- police chief. Oh, Monk's Corner? Monk's Corner, yeah. That's where Charlemagne the God is from. Is he? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Very small town. Yeah. Um, so he also didn't respond to email. Uh, also, he didn't respond to a, a, a note that was left at his office and uh, several voicemails that was left on his phone. So a letter sent to 48 Hours in May 2018 uh, and Monk's Corner attorney Mason West and Charleston attorney, um, I think it's Gettin M. Howe, identified Aaron as their client and Howe and West recently denied representing Aaron, who contacted by the Post and Courier. So it's clear it is unclear if Aaron has new legal representation. So whoever he had representing them, they was like, hey, we don't represent this guy anymore and we don't know anything. We don't have, yeah. we don't want anything to do. We with are him. out of this. With this case. So he tried to call Aaron, no phone. Yeah. They haven't got in touch with him. He left, they left a note with the, with the family. This is as of when? This was in 2018. Oh, okay. Um, so while others involved in the case remain silent, Hall continues to speak out. Most moms spent Mother's Day weekend receiving cards mm. flowers and breakfast in bed but hall was trying to rally support for her daughter and granddaughter and grandchildren i'm sorry um so hall who is a, a dedicated church goer missed the service that sunday and she said it's too painful so she just you know while she was doing it she just haven't been going to church and yeah um so uh they were saying that Hall has taken to Facebook to spread awareness and online petition asking for the town, um, for the town of Monk's Corner to investigate Alec. Yeah. Has more than 3,000 signatures. There is also a $25,000 reward provided by one of Hall's family members for any information relating to the case that leads to the arrest. So the, su- the support keeps me going, Hall said. It's a blessing. It's an honor to know that people are fighting for them. So it's good that they got this story out there. Yeah. Um, on the show 48 hours and they was they was trying to talk they was they was they went and talked about the postpartum depression stuff that he would kept bringing up yeah and why wasn't it why wasn't they didn't why didn't they go to the doctors yeah and stuff like that and another side note is why did they just get to take his word for it and not follow up to go talk to professionals she had just had medical appointments with yeah, qualified people again I mean. but they were saying that you know why wasn't this information, even if this was the case, why wasn't follow it, up on why it? wasn't it follow up on it? And they were saying that is it was it because of HIPAA that why this information wasn't you know given out I and guess. such I mean, possibly yeah, you know yeah, who knows. Yeah. But they said, I feel like I, I understand HIPAA 
yeah is a thing but when you're talking about a murder investigation i feel like i feel like you could talk to a doctor off the record and she she could just go off the record i'm not going to show you any like medical record yeah. or anything but like when she was in here i saw no signs of yeah, yeah. of postpartum depression but well, i'm that saying has, maybe you know they could have done that yeah they could have done that maybe they they was trying to use that like what the reason why they thought they didn't, so they couldn't, right? So they just like that's, that's not crazy. that's not waste resources on doing that. That's yeah. not a waste time. That's, but anywho, yeah. that's that's poor. That's poor detective. Yeah. So uh, another the sister again. Remember I brought up the Bible. Yeah. Says so she was at the house. Uh-huh. It's either the sister or mom was at the house. One or two. Anyway, they was at the house. Mm-hmm. The house was in complete disarray. Mm. Drawers were open. Mm. Stuff was everywhere. Like they were yeah. saying that she was. Like they got some, an, some type of argument, happening. some type of argument happened. She was trying to pack her stuff and get out of there or whatever. Yeah. And they said that 24 hours after they was found or was dead, whatever, the house was spotless. spotless. Wow. And the, and the, the forensic white, the white investigators clean. didn't even think to go and tag some search stuff. Yeah, for bag evidence. Some, tag some stuff, tag some stuff, nothing. Nothing. Dust for fingerprints. So they were saying that the family, Miss Vicky Hall and her other daughter, was saying that she thinked that they were killed there and placed mm. in the lake. The river was in the lake, and she yeah. was placed by the on the side of the train tracks. Here's here's a detail that makes this super dark and and terrifying. Of all the stuff that you said, just connecting stuff. The sacrifice mm-hmm. highlight. Yep. The laceration across the belly. Yep. And then you saying that somebody thinks that they might have killed them at the house that was in chaotic disarray and all these things, yep. right? It. I mean, he could have tried to cut the baby out of her. Or something. And he, he wanted the was, baby on display. He could have thought it was the Antichrist. I mean, he he could have thought the baby was the Antichrist. Wow. That's they didn't even right. search the home. Was it? That shit, man. They and then and the lady, the young lady that sent me this was like, yeah, they completely botched the. And yeah. I was like, and I was told, I was like, yeah, like that happens a lot, but I mean, this was like that's crazy. And this was a two thousand eight. This, right? but this was a you know, this was a Caucasian family. Yeah, this sounds like this happened to a black person. Yeah, which is like, eh. suicide, close case. Wow. As you read the story and you're going on and all this stuff comes up, you go, you know, being hit by train possible. I mean, I don't know, but. To go, oh yeah, they was they were placed in. I was like, that makes more sense. Yeah. Than them getting hit by a train and her getting the little girl getting hit, you know, f- hit fifty feet to a yeah. lake. Sure. From a force of a train. Right from jumping in front of it. Yeah. But I even even at that, if she if if let's say we go with the theory that they were killed at their house and then brought there, if a lifeless body was laid on some train tracks and a train hit it, it would absolutely be obliterated. Yeah. It would have just been run over. Yeah. So. It's still like there just couldn't have been a train involved. Couldn't have been a train at all. Yeah. So, but they were saying also that they had an argument in the house, and all the stuff was coming up. They was arguing about the searches that she maybe found yeah. the computer that he was going through, or like there would have been like prior to this, yeah. he was. Saying I wrote him down. I wrote him down. Crazy shit. Antichrist. Yeah. yeah. Scribble, and they was know? trying to get away. That's why she had all the money. Yeah. That's why she had the diaper bag or whatever. And he followed. He followed her. her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yep. another, that, those are two very real sounding scenarios based on the evidence that you laid out. That's my number one is yeah. that they got into some kind of fight. She's like, I'm out of here. Grab the money, grab the diaper bag. And he's like, you're not taking my kids yeah. or or you have the Antichrist in you. We need to solve this, yeah. whatever. And he followed. Yeah. 
But they said they went to the house and the house was clean. It was yeah. It was like it nobody, was like, nobody. It was like they never even they like they never even left the house. No man, no man, cleans in grief. Your whole family is wiped out. You, you clean the suicide, house. Suicide. You clean. Nah. You wallow in. That. I don't even clean the house now. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I'm depressed and I'm gonna clean. No, nah. I'm gonna wallow in that. I'm yeah. gonna do. I'm, it's gonna be dirtier. It's gonna be the complete opposite. Yeah, it's gonna yes. be dirtier. So yeah, yeah I, 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 that's crazy. That was a hell of a story. I'm glad. Shout out to Haley. Uh, I think her name is Haley. I'm glad she sent me that because that was shout out to Haley. That was wild. Like it was. I was like they, they fucked up that. So I hope you know us doing this story on the show. Hope it it reaches more people. Yeah, you maybe. know they. You know it. Uh, has a more awareness now. Maybe they, maybe some new evidence has come up. Some new yeah. things I haven't seen anything online. But so you, um, so you said this. This was from 2018, and you weren't able to find any. I didn't see updates. anything recent. No, I didn't see anything recent. Okay. Check out uh, the 48, the 48 hour show. Yeah. It's called Fatal Crossing. It was pretty good. I liked it. They really went in deep with it. Um, but I just hope this us doing it helps, and hopefully the uh, Vicky Hall finds justice for her okay, daughter yeah. and her grandchildren because. I don't. I don't believe this was a suicide. So I will say, yeah, yeah, justice for Katie and yeah. River. Yeah, I agree. And Aiden. Yep. Um, wow, that was really good. That was a really fucked up story, and feels so obvious for the person to not have even been investigated. You know, that's that's the craziest part of the story to me, is that us two unprofessionals mm-hmm. were able to come up with several theories and reasons to bring this person in and and interrogate him or something and nothing for 11 years. And then just by happenstance, this, this case gets uh, this blip, this flare up of national attention a a decade later. And then they go to the the sheriff and he's like, Oh, I don't even remember that story at all. It's like, what? (laughs) It's it's crazy. (laughs) It's, this is, this has to be, Top twenty things that have ever happened in Monk's Corner. It has to be S- Satanism, conspiracies, a woman hit by a train, a little girl died, the woman's pregnant. This has to be top twenty things yeah. ever. And this guy's like, yeah, I don't even remember the details of that. What'd you say her name was? Was Chris Kristen? Her, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember her. Well, for name, dude so. to come to my to the mom's house at one in the morning, and go, hey, yeah, I don't know where uh, Katie and uh, River is. But you know about 9-11, though, right? Yeah, it's like, that's wait, crazy. What? Have you heard about the New World Order? Do you know about the Bilderbergs? You're like, uh, listen, it's late as hell. Are you okay? Wow. And if all she she went, it's like, she heard that part and was like, the only thing I worry about right now is Katie. Yeah, well, is Katie home? Yeah. But then later on. You probably like, what the hell is about 9-11? What the hell is he talking about? But the idea that they took the uh, a 12-year-old boy's uh, testimony about Dude, you know seeing something and then don't pay any attention to the mom being like, yeah, so he came here the like the night that she disappeared and yeah. told me she left and then he started talking about conspiracy theories and they're like, well, listen, I don't, we don't have time for that. We're not yeah. going to pay any attention to that. But this 12-year-old boy said he might have seen something walking down on the tracks. Maybe it was Sunday. Maybe it was last year or something like that. So we're going to we're gonna go follow that lead. Yep. What, what so that was my story. story of, uh, wow. Well done. Of that. Yeah. Jeez. Um. Whew. All right. Well, uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna get into some much needed good vibes. Good, 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 good vibration. Good vibration. Good vibration. Good vibration.
Welcome, guys. It's our Good Vibes segment. It's my turn to go first. Uh, so, Australia has experienced one of the most astonishing drops in crime ever recorded by any country. Oh, wow. The old new newsroom adage, if it bleeds, it leads, did not apply to Australia recently, as editors covered the front pages with positive headlines, which I will hope to see one day, but one reason why I don't watch the news or read newspapers. Um, positive headlines about one of the world's most dramatic drops in crime rates ever reported in a developed nation. Yeah. Since 2001, break-ins have fallen by 68%. Motor vehicle theft by 70%. Robbery by 71%. Mm. Attempted murder by 70%. This is Australia? Australia, yep. Like and, the whole... Yeah. Damn. Uh, and murder rates by 50%, while overall homicide, including manslaughter, plummeted by 59%. What's their spider crime, though? Because, you know, they got all the animals. Yeah, they do. That's what I want to know. Maybe they just, they, they too busy defending themselves from, you know, kangaroos, kangaroos and, and poisonous spiders and snakes. Have you ever seen a kangaroo person? No. Maybe at a zoo. Are they, they have them at zoos? I don't know. Not, maybe not, not the Baltimore Zoo. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna I say no. The DC Zoo. You probably. Did. I feel like I, I feel like I feel like I've have seen one. But I can't say confidently. Sure. I can't say confidently that I definitely have seen a kangaroo in person. But someday I will because I do plan on going to Australia. Hmm. Okay. So possible reasons for the declines include less alcohol consumption among young people, improvements in the ec- uh, in the economy with low, lower unemployment and hmm. improved <laughs> access to hmm. be better safety technology in cars and homes. Wait. So, friend, wait. You're not saying that. Uh, crime is a is a is a is a uh, is a, an effect of low income and and, and poverty stricken situations. You're not saying that, That's are you? That's not what I'm saying. That's not what you're saying. No. Oh, what are you saying? That is what I'm saying. Okay, I was like, I was like, wait, I, th- I thought we were doing a joke. <laughs> I was joking. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. It's weird how that works. When people are working and not hmm. hu- hungry and desperate, yeah. they don't commit crimes. That's strange. Oh. Other countries should probably try to work on that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Uh, don't think that's happening. Possible reasons for oh wait, did I read that part? Yeah. So, uh, f- uh, furthermore, uh, black 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 markets for stolen goods have dried up, creating a greater risk for thieves. In 2000, this wasn't the case. In a book published by a team of Australian uh, social scientists called "The Vanishing Criminal Bears Witness," rising crime rates were the norm, like other English-speaking nations in the 70s and the 80s. So, authors cited. Uh, an inter- international crime statistic survey of 25 countries that at the time which showed Australia had the second highest rate of car theft, the highest rate of burglary, the highest rate of crime um, victimization, mm. among other dubious distinctions against these depressing trends that recent fall looks miraculous. So, you know, they were at the top. Yeah. And then now, I guess the government fit figured it out wait a minute Frank because what, what you just said there about the black markets drying up yeah you're not saying that when you decriminalize and legalize things that people have less of a tendency to, to uh, do, do illegal actions yes. to, to to sell and, and and distribute these things which forms gangs and other ways to you know defend territories because you can't call the police yeah. when somebody steals your weed you have to go get that back by force yep. because you're doing something illegal Legal. yep so you're not saying that you know, destroying black markets leads to a drop in crime as well. Are That's you? exactly what I'm saying. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page with that. I, yeah, I was yeah. confused for a second. I thought, okay, awesome. So, all right. Wow. That's weird. Yeah. 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 Other countries should probably maybe, maybe try to work on that. Probably. 
Yeah. Well, shout out to Australia. I thought we were supposed to be like the U.S. Is supposed to be like progressive. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is a Christian nation, friend. People are arguing about what the Bible says in our government right I now. We so I don't. No, not at all. This is a weird, mm. like, uh, um, it's a theocracy is mm. the word I was looking for. It's okay. a, the, it's a theocracy. So basically, religion has infiltrated government. Is one, one is the other, and you know, it's so no, there is not. This is not the. This place does not have a history of being the most progressive place in the world. Okay. What is the term of, what is the definition, theocracy? It's just just an idea? No, a theocracy is really, you know, um, when when the government, uh, I mean, when the government is infiltrated by religion. Basically, when when a religious sect is in control of making the laws and the Hmm. rules for your country. Got you. You know, so when you, when the reason for banning abortion or trying to ban abortion is God doesn't want you to do that. Hmm. That should never be. None, your argument to stuff shouldn't be like, well, the, the Bible says, listen, if yeah, you read the Bible, that's where it ends. Yeah, man, if you yeah. read the Bible, that's cool, man. Do your thing. But like, you should never be trying to tell me stuff I can do with my body and can't do with my body because of what the book you read says. But well, that's the problem right there. When people go, hey, man, you should do this. Yes. And then I go, I don't think so. Well, fuck you. And, you know, hope you die. And all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we are today. Yep. Can't just uh, peacefully disagree. But anyway, uh, my good vibes, uh, my my good vibes story this week is a very like, it's it's a small story, but the metaphor and the the lesson within it I think is bigger. So my story is about a struggling Thai fisherman who found a rare mellow pearl worth thirty three hundred and twenty thousand dollars while walking on the beach. Damn. So uh, the article reads, if you're still looking for a romantic Valentine's gift for your partner, how about a super rare mellow pearl? At $332,762, this particular one isn't exactly cheap, but it does come with quite the backstory. Struggling struggling fisherman Hachai Neo Medecha, sorry, it's the best I could do, was picking up oyster shells with his family last month when they stumbled upon three beautiful shells sticking to a discarded buoy ball. The 37-year-old and his brother picked up the shell off the be- off the ball and took them home. They gave them to their father, Angmad, uh, and then asked for a little help with cleaning. When the pensioner had opened the third shell, he found something brilliant, an orange pearl slightly bigger than a quarter. Hmm. He called his wife and two boys to inspect the beautiful 7.68-gram precious item, and it turned out that the fisherman... Fam- the fishing family had found an extremely expensive pearl from a large snail, the mellow mellow, on their hands. So you could just find. You could find pearls on the beach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to look, but yeah, like maybe not this kind of pearl, but like pearls that people will use for pearl necklaces. Yeah. They're just in oysters, and you yeah. just go crack them open, and you can find some pearls. Uh, uh, Hachai, who spotted the shell, says he had a strange dream a few days before finding the gem. He said in his dream, an old man in white with long with a long mustache told me to come to the beach God? so I can receive a gift. Oh, and Listen to those signs, man. Sometimes the ancestors are talking to you, trying to send you a message. Uh, he, he also said, I think he led me to finding the pearl. Hmm. He believes that the old man could be a deity who wanted to help him get out of poverty. Poverty as the pearl could be worth as much as 10 million baht, which is three hundred thirty two thousand dollars U.S. Hmm. Explaining. I want to sell the pearl for the highest price. Yeah, yep. get that bag. Get that right, yeah, get yeah. That. Now, oh, I want to make sure this goes to a museum. No, Fuck that, you. man. Who's buying? Who's got the bag? Right. Uh, the money won't just change my life; it will change my whole family's life for yeah. the better. 
a few days later, a wealthy businessman from another province from another province heard about the pearl and offered to buy it for one million baht, which is thirty three thousand two hundred seventy six dollars. Wait, I but, thought you said it was ten million baht. That's what I'm saying. The family f- refused. Oh, I'm about to say. He was like, "I'll give you." He tried to lowball him. I ain't stupid. I'll give you one million baht. He's like, "Nah, fam, I'm good." How bot not? Yeah, how, yeah. Nice. Uh, another persistent luxury item collector increased the offer to 5 million bot, but the family still declined instead believing that they could get a much higher price. Don't ever sell yourself short. No, believe in what you have. So just if you know the market value, exactly. Why would you? Yes. That's the key. Because if you're saying they're telling me it's worth 10, well, so why would I take five? (laughs) Well, I just want to make sure I don't want, I don't want nobody to offer me 10. No, listen, man. Hold out because you're gonna feel stupid if you could have got ten. Sell that thing, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. Whoever gets it, is gonna, <laughs> they're gonna hold on to it for a bit and sell it for a profit. Uh, a third potential buyer, this time from China, is now negotiating with the family to take the pearl for ten million baht. Mm. It's the it's it's expected price, but he's hoping to see it for himself to determine that it's it's genuine mellow. So he's gonna fly in from China. Okay, you know, my, man, my man's out here doing business deals. Got, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's expected to he's expected to fly to Thailand next week, but will have to undergo the required two week quarantine and other guidelines before reaching the pearls owner the Shit. pearl owner's home. Man, I'm telling you, these people have been poor for all their life. They can wait a couple more weeks to get the bag. They're 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 going to be do just fine. What about the other guy though? The other guy, the guy coming from China. He's coming from China to yeah. He's coming from China to them. That's what I mean. Yeah, he got to do the two weeks. That's a long. It's worth it if I mean he must really fuck with this mellow pearl. Yeah, true. Uh, mellow pearls range from orange to tan to brown in color with orange being the most expensive shade. They're usually found in the South China Sea I was about to ask that. And, uh, and Andaman Sea off the coast of Burma and are produced by predatory sea snails called Volutidae. Mm. I bet they... Sometimes I see people eating stuff on those food challenges and it's like this big... looks like a slug. I bet that's what they're eating is this thing, the Volutidae. If you want to get your hands on this one, it sounds like now's your chance. So you could, we mean you could pull our money and we go in and, and, and uh, outbid this this Chinese businessman. Shit, I'm probably, probably get my hand on like eleven million, close? eleven million bot. You can. Mind your business. All right. Um, but yeah, no, that's my uh, that, <laughs> that was that was my good vibe story. I just I think the the message in that of like you know always just you know believe. Listen to the universe's signals because I really do believe the universe sends you signals, and you you can either choose to listen to those or not. And the 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 key is to just tune in and always be aware that there are signals and signs being thrown at you from the universe. And sometimes one of those signals and signs could change your life if you if you just stay in tune with them. So that's my little message. Um, I don't have anything else to really add, Fran. I have uh, not started anything particularly interesting. Like I said, um, the the documentary time was phenomenal. I really enjoyed that. I, I recommend that to people very much. Um, but other than that, I don't really have any movie recommendations or podcast recommendations. So, uh, well, uh, that was this has been another episode of Affirmative Murder. I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Franco Evans, and we'll see you guys next week. Deuces.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 